numbers. All right, it's another Cleveland Moto podcast. May the 4th be with you. Hey-o. 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 Oh. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to celebrate Star Wars Day, Cleveland was rewarded with amazing weather. Mm. And then, mm-hmm. like, one little tiny storm right in the middle. Just be like, gotcha, gotcha slack. And Fuck you, all the motorcycle me. people were just, <laughs> like, hauling ass down the street at, uh, at like, zero plus one raindrop. <laughs> and it's funny because you're like, if they would have stayed stationary for 45 minutes, they would have missed the whole thing. Yeah. They just would have stayed where they were. But instead, it's like guys in flip flops and shorts on Harley Davidsons mm-hmm. going 85 miles an hour down the rain. There's like an explosion in a movie where the people are like running in front of the explosion, panicking. And there's yeah. a black cloud coming behind them. I know that. I mean, I know that every <laughs> single one of us has has uh, ridden the storm out. Like we've literally mm-hmm. had the clouds behind us. Right. And we've had the rain on our back and just went, well, fuck it. I can go faster than those clouds can. Yep. And and just Lord. been like, yeah, I can't even stop. I'm not stopping for nothing. And yeah, and, and got home and just been like, bike in the garage. Whoa, wall of water. Like, <laughs> I win. I win the weather yep. GP. Yeah. Yep. Nobody can touch me. To my left is Chris Smith. And to his Pete Hempling. And Steve Sitch. Happy oh. birthday, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> he was celebrating at Porco last night. Uh, <laughs> long, long day at work today. Long day long at work day today. Work. When I got there... I didn't we, have that problem. Did yeah. I? <laughs> yeah, we arrived from we arrived at Porco transporting a, a little Subaru Sambar van from Maryland back home, me and Stefan, the owner of Porco. So we you know, we got him a fun little Japanese micro van. <laughs> but yeah, so after our 14-hour, 16-hour odyssey, we get there and... Here's Sleepy sitting there with a cocktail in his hand, and he is three sheets, right? And we're like, dude, you got, like, I texted him. I'm like, come out in the parking lot and see what cool thing we brought in. And he was nowhere to be found. So I had to go in and actually get him. And he's like, oh, don't... Don't don't let me leave with you got to take me outside and show me that thing and everything. I was like, whoa, he's drunk. <laughs> and so we hung around for another hour and a half or so until he got his feet back. And yeah. <laughs> good thing that Stella makes those lanes real big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It and never then, was smoother. It has never ridden smoother ever. It's, that was <laughs> such a smooth ride home. It's such a smooth ride. Uh, home. No potholes. No. Take the no. roads in Cleveland. Are just, <laughs> the roads in Cleveland are just. Paved with marshmallows. It seemed electric. I don't know. Yeah, I was really happy I got your message this morning that wasn't from jail. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. It's always a plus. And to his left? Oscar. And to his left? Johnny Mac. And? Johnny Chrome. And uh, like, uh, your humble idiot with the keys to the asylum, apparently, <laughs> is Unky Phil. So here we are. Uh, yeah, I mean, this hey, has been... Hey, yeah. hey can we do a... Uh, a reverent uh, head bow to the Kent State May 4th, uh-huh. 49 years ago today. Oh, you uh, mean something other? It's not Star Wars Day alone and we're going to celebrate people <laughs> no, being shot no. by the National Guard? All in, dead in Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, four dead in Ohio. 49 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. four dead in Ohio. Uh, yeah, this, the National Guardsmen who, in a, in a fit of panic, opened fire on college students. Well, because that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Kill four of them. Yeah, kill four college students. You know, back when that didn't happen on the reg. Under, right. un, yeah. under the Can orders of Governor James A. Rhodes. Okay. He's a right. dog shit. Yeah, and he, he... And the other thing is you're giving National Guardsmen live rounds. Yeah. Which, as a person who has been a National Guardsman, and has also been an 18-year-old in the military service, right. you don't give us live rounds until we are in an area where we can't destroy anything of value. That shouldn't be... You wouldn't be happy to destroy Exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. That's like... 
I guarantee if you go to any motor pool or any base in America and you see the guys walking guard duty out there on the base, the likelihood that they're armed is pretty fucking low. I mean, I spent a lot of time walking guard duty with an empty magazine, you know. They didn't give me the Barney Fife. Uh... Dude, I was wearing Kevlar. I'm wearing a full load-bearing equipment, like the whole deal, and carrying no ammo. No goddamn rounds. And it's just like, stop, or I'll say stop again, fucker. <laughs> but in all fairness. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> but Sorry. in all fairness, you are kind of a weapon. Just halt. Who goes there? In and of yourself. Well, you know, you got an 18-year-old wearing camouflage. He's going to break something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Clinger. Yeah, I can't help but think of Clinger. You know? Yeah. Does helmet go with my guy pumps? with a carbine and, a, and, a, and yeah. an evening gown. Yeah. You know? Halt. Who goes there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Hello, Renee. As Renee walks through the podcast, the uh, and walks the fuck away from the podcast as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> I'm not here. Stop looking at me. The uh, but yeah, this week has been funny. I've tried to ride a different bike every single day. So like mm-hmm. every day I'm riding a different bike. I rode the, the uh, Tony the Tiger in. I rode oh. the Tiger in today. That's fun. Um, it, it's just yeah, kind of trying a whole bunch of different bikes right now is is that's my my latest fun thing and. It's going pretty good. I took that F800 ST home the other day. That thing was nice. That's damn. That's a good bike. I mean, that's yeah. It is. That's the best way to describe that motorcycle. Is it's just smooth. The belt drive leads no. There's no chain lash at all. There's no chain noise. There's no clatter of any sort. Uh, it shifts just click 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 perfectly. Uh, it, the power is perfectly linear. It's 80 horsepower. You know, as advertised. And it's just a really good sport touring bike. And it's light enough. You know, it's 400 pounds. So it's right there in that butter zone. It's, it's that kind of that perfect. If you had to have a motorcycle, that wouldn't be a bad one to have. Which one is it? It's an F800 ST. It's actually in my garage right now. And it's just a, a BMW sport touring bike. But it has that Rotax, don't say Kimco, uh, parallel <laughs> twin in it. You know? <laughs> Depending on who you ask, that motor may be a Rotax or that may be a Kimco. But uh, <laughs> it depends on which side of the marketing equation you're on. If you're paying for them, by God, they're from Kimco. Mm. If you're describing them to the public, they're Rotax-inspired. Inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I would like it. And if you're a, if you are a, if you're a BMW Cognoscenti and you, you know such things, and you can contact us on the podcast and say, no, you dumb shit, they're actually made by BMW from the... Blank. You know, from right. the forges of Thor's hammer... And, uh, in Asia, you know, yeah. <laughs> in a factory we established in China. <laughs> but yeah, I could be wrong. I'm only going on anecdotal information. I'm not. I'm not creating information. I'm just repeating information I've heard from people that I think are smarter than me. The uh, I hope they are. If they make, they get paid more. <laughs> They've achieved a higher station than the lowly fucking Cleveland motorcycle shop owner. But so that was that was uh, that's something. Uh, Sold a motorcycle last week, and I'm getting better at selling the vintage motorcycles because I'm not stopping myself from selling them when I see it's a bad bad mistake on the part of the buyer. I'm not trying to scare anybody away. No, you... I'm actually not trying to cure people. I'm not trying to fix them. I'm not trying to help them anymore. You're not talking about me, right? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. It's me. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Oscar's like right here in front of the audience. Like, oh, shit. I just yet. bought a bike last week. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about that. You will be served up in yeah. flambe later. Um, so I have a, I have a 1972 Honda CD500F. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're 
They're in inline four cylinder, smooth four cylinder Honda. They're just a great bike, but they were quickly eclipsed by the CB 550. So they they only had a run of a couple of years, and for one reason or another, some people prize them more than the CB 550. Um, the CB 550 is, I mean, I think CB 550 is a better piece of equipment all around. But people like the more British styling in the CB500. They really do. And uh, Can you really tell the difference when you're riding them, though? Do no. You feel I can't. Extra 50 cc's. No, I can't right, tell it all. And I've ridden yeah. cojillions of them. That's my thing. And I can't I, tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I think the one day we talked about like all of the differences. You had an article or something that outlined the differences between the 550 and the 500. Okay. And there was a number of them. And it yeah. wasn't like they just... It wasn't like they simply punched the cylinders out a couple of cc's and called it a 550. Is one more rare than the other one? Yes. Volume wise? The 500 is considerably more rare. Okay. Yeah, considerably more. And it has that more Euro style. So anyway, mm. so I had this beautiful chocolate one. I mean, it's, it, this thing was fantastic. A beautiful restoration, original exhaust, the whole deal. And I'd kind of been throwing it up on Cycle Trader every once in a while, as I'm doing with all my older carbureted motorcycles. <laughs> uh, uh, but... I threw it up on Cycle Trader, and out of nowhere, I get a uh, I get a response from a young lady who says, yeah, four grand, I'm in. You know, I want this thing. I've looked at hundreds of CB500s and CB550s. That's the bike of my dreams. I want it. I want it more than anything in the world. I said, fantastic. Send me a, put me a $500 PayPal right now, and uh, then let me know when you'll be here to pick the Lock bike. Lock it down. Lock it down. Yeah. So she sent me the $500 PayPal. And then something happened where she didn't get the money she was supposed to get or whatever. And I was starting to sense this, like, she might be a millennial. You know? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was sort of that financial planning that only goes to the end of the day. You know? <laughs> uh, it doesn't make it all the way to payday. Yeah. Yeah. So she was supposed to get some sort of travel reimbursement check or something that she was counting on and it didn't happen and because the... Etsy account she works for didn't pay off or something. She didn't sell enough handmade whatever. And, uh, yeah. So she's got to put up a GoFundMe. To yeah, 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 yeah. I need she to live my dream of owning a vintage motorcycle. Just wait. She didn't sell enough artisanal pickles that week to justify her uh, motorcycle habit. So, but eventually, and uh, she had to come in from Indianapolis, and she had a friend. Oh, from the, Indianapolis, no less. Indianapolis, mm. who uh, got a trailer, and they came in. And so they showed up, and... So she shows up, and, you know, she's got her funding sorted out, supposedly. She's here, right? And it was a Sunday, so I had to come in on the day off, as you do. And I came in, and they were very cheerful, and came and looked at all the motorcycles, and that was great. And uh, while she was in here, she's looking at all the motorcycles. She's like, well, I should have bought this one, or I should have bought that one, I should have bought that one. I was like, stop. Yeah. No backsies. <laughs> bought the one you fucking bought. I took it off a cycle What trader. happened to my dream bike? So we're right. talking about early 20s? Mid-20s? Yeah. yeah, we're going to say, I'm going to go mid-20s on this yeah, one. Yeah, probably. I'm going to go mid-20s, yeah. and I'm going to go at least three and a half inches too short for a CB500F. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. noise I made, too. Yeah. Was she an Ashley? Uh, no, she wasn't an Ashley. She was uh, uh, Clarissa. I think, yeah, she uh, she wasn't an Ashley. Though. See, you know, but what Clarissa is it? We right said out of the what shoot. Is that is that's an Ashley's, or was that the deal? There's, there's two different... Uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Yeah. yeah. But it, <laughs> I like Clarice. Anyway. Yeah. And to, but so 
I said, well, that's great. I said, are you going to need a temp tag? You know, what mm -hmm. are we doing here? We've got the title for you. I need you to sign all this paperwork. That's great. And so she said, and she said I said, well, you know, uh, you're going to go take it for a test ride? Oh, I've never ridden a motorcycle before. Yes. <laughs> Let me push it on the trailer for you. <laughs> <laughs> sign on the dotted line. So I... Uh, it in Indiana, not here in Ohio. Right, yeah. So I get her a temp tag and everything else, and then... Uh, yeah, and I did. I, I explained to her what fine C was and, you know, what that meant and uh, how we do that. We'll talk about that in a minute and because uh, that'll be on our biker quiz. The uh, Anyhow, we're going to... And so I said, all right, well, so you got some cash for me then. Let's let's settle up. And she says, well, I, I, I thought that because I did the deposit on PayPal, we were just going to do every the whole thing on PayPal. And I went... No, mm -hmm. no. I let me check that email because I want to make sure I didn't take a full leave of my senses that day. Said deposit by PayPal and balance and cash or check. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did it read to you? How did it read to you? Because that's what it says in my pixels. Mm -hmm. My pixels say that. <laughs> I'm sure your pixels say the same thing. So so she doesn't... she could only pay me via PayPal. I said, well, you can give me a check, what and she said, what's a check? She didn't say what's a check, but, but she had yeah. that look on her face, like what? that's Open something mouth, vacant look that Vanessa Redgrave. Had. Well, she was like, "Do you, you get those on paper? Facebook where my mom goes?" Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Can I Snapchat that to you?" And I said, "No, no." Can but I hold my grinder accounts? Can I hold my weak. phone up to your credit card reader and <laughs> yeah. just flip it? <laughs> How many Instagram tokens? How is many that? likes would it actually right. take for us to get? Give me a Bitcoin or whatever. I don't fucking know. But anyhow, <laughs> so I think at some point. She may have realized that she had overpurchased, and and wait a minute, stop! Did yeah. you get paid or not get paid? I did get PayPal. Uh, yeah, yeah. So how I don't much know you get dinged on there? The bike left here, and the bike left here, and I loaded. I took it for a ride and showed her that it went through all the gears and it worked and stopped and it did little tiny circles in the parking lot, and that it had an eighth of a tank of gas in it. As I found out, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, reserve. Okay. Maybe we should have put a little more gas in it. And reserve works. Reserve does yeah, work. There you go. That's yes. all part of the test. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, she did get a graphic demonstration of what happens when a bike runs out of gas and mm -hmm. why there is a reserve tap that's and a, why you have to switch to it. That's why yeah. people come here. You're thorough. I am thorough. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I did. I, I In my own interests of actually selling a vintage bike to a millennial... <laughs> did you hear how hard it was for me to say that sentence? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how much older was the bike than she... Oh God! So <laughs> what? Twenty plus at least twenty five, man. 25, right? Uh, like, like the bike was like twenty five years older than she was. Well done, or That's something. Awesome. I mean, yeah, like right in that ballpark. In all fairness, I don't think you're an anti young person or no. anti millennial. No. I mean, no. you're probably you know you hang out with a lot of young people, so I do. You throw around the word millennial, like not. Yeah, I'm careful about it because I also but he hangs out you're with not young people over at the at the playground, which he's not supposed oh, to be over there anymore. Well, yeah. And there's that. No, 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 no. They stole that van. <laughs> the van wasn't allowed there. I'm allowed there. The van wasn't allowed there. You're not out there calling people snowflakes and stuff like that. I'm, well, there's just a, I was calling snow people snowflakes years I, ago, I and then somebody else took it away from me. <laughs> I thought snowflake was a perfect description for most of the people on the planet that I deal with. I'm like, oh, in your world, you're special. So I don't, but then, you know, a lot of cool worlds, a lot of cool words have been, you know, appropriated. Yeah. I would be surprised on down the road two months later yeah. 
Phil, thank you so much. This is awesome bike. Blah yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. There's the other one is like if she re- if she if she can get. I'm used taking all to my it. money back out of your PayPal because I crashed your bike hard, yeah. and and my lawyer will be calling you because you clearly it's not my fault. Yeah, well, because she looked like a not my fault person. Right. I don't think she's ever been told that something was her fault. But what's the legality that? of that? I mean, like you're not manufacturing the bike; you're selling. I'm selling a vintage bike, and in fact, in the state of Ohio, every bike I sell you is as is, whereas where is, unless otherwise implicitly described. Right. So, uh, you know, assuming that something has any degree of uh, fitness is entirely up to you. I am a hundred percent sure. Yeah. That if you could be sued because somebody crashed a new bike that you just sold them, yeah. you would have been sued a oh, long time ago. It's happened many times. It's happened many no, times. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. At the old have, shop, if we had a camera out there. We have been sued. On I mean, a busy weekend, you could have got yeah. maybe two or three of them. Right. Hmm. But we have been sued. We have actually properly been sued. We have been sued by a woman who purchased a 1976 Rally 200, the Disco Rally. Mm-hmm. With a sidecar rig mm. off of eBay, which was shipped to her. And when she got it, it had an owner's manual in the glove box. And in that owner's manual, it said very clearly the maximum weight capacity of that scooter was like 280 pounds. But she had put her son in the sidecar. And after you know months of driving it, they broke the sidecar. They broke the bike in half. And I said, well, that's not my fucking problem. Because it's a used vehicle. It's a 1976 vehicle. It is as is, whereas, unless the risk expressed. I did not give you any sort of hint of its fitness. And it's a mutant vehicle because it has a sidecar on it, yep. which is an accessory not authorized by Vespa. Yep. You fucked up the thing. But now she wants to sue me for selling her something that could have hurt her and her kid. So then I Facebooked her and her kid. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> First of all, I don't know how she got her son into the sidecar. There's no, there's no way that he was getting on the back with her. That's for sure. Oof. Because she and he together, I think, were 625, 630. So how could they get hurt? Easy. The thing was going, what, eight miles an hour? <laughs> Once again. But they were grossly exceeding the weight capacity of the oh, vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Just based on the image. But the point being, when you're being sued, and I sent it to my lawyer, and I said, hey, take a look at this. And he went, huh. And I went, well, do you think we should respond with anything other? And he goes, oh, just take pictures of them off of their Facebook account and send it back to them with a scan, with like a copy of the sheet inside the owner's manual that says the weight capacity of the vehicle is 380 pounds or whatever. And 280 pounds. And then see see if they have the balls to go forward with it. And, you know... But that doesn't matter. That was still a lawsuit. That was still my time. That's still not even something you should have to do. You're right. not the manufacturer. Well, right. we have a you're lot not, of. There's a whole lot of people. We've had people it. crash. Yeah. We've had people crash motorcycles and scooters into a minivan full of children. Oof. A min, like a Grand Vista scooter, yeah. was driven at maximum velocity into the side of a minivan with like four kids in it. Well, it just so happens that, of course, the people driving that minivan or parked in that minivan with four kids in it then decided to sue us. Everybody, Yeah, probably. that makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, they tried to sue the woman that was driving the Grand Vista, and she had nothing. So she, the test drive, the pilot of the Grand Vista had nothing to sue for. Meanwhile, we're clearly a business with billions of dollars. Right? Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you all the money I made last year. <laughs> I'm in debt, fucker. You gotta pay me, bitch. So, 
So that's what that's all about. And it's just like, but yeah, that's, so I did actually sell a vintage motorcycle. I was like, yeah, I sold a vintage bike. Slow, oh, cl- slow clap for Phil. Slow clap. Yeah. We got the vintage bike. Yeah. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. So I just got like 12 more to go. We'll be cool. And then uh, then after last week's podcast, the Apology Cast. Um, <laughs> for, the, for the prior week's cast? Yeah, because To Kill a Mockingbird got a little out of I'm control. I'm sorry I couldn't be here yeah. to redress like yeah. my, my view of that because that was one of the times when Johnny Mac was actually on the opposite end of watching the r- r- train go off the rails. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh. Yeah, you had front row seats. Woo! I think you may have been providing some of the steam in that train, too. Yeah. No, no, no. I know I, some of those rounds that landed on the table I didn't pay for. Uh, yes. And <laughs> and when I tried to buy a watered-down rum and Coke, it was like, what the fuck is this? And then I came up with a Budweiser and like, ah, Budweiser? You drinking me, bud? And then somebody starts buying Jack and Cokes, and somewhere yeah. the bourbon came out. And yeah, bourbon like, and ginger. Like uh, Those nice. weren't the ones I bought. I bought the beer and the... <sighs> The Captain and Coke. That smells like, real good in my carpet <laughs> in the office, by the way. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. yeah. yeah those, that, that pair of pants, when I washed that load of laundry, I was like, whoa, that, those pants have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. I didn't, I didn't try to date rape you. <laughs> as far as he knows. God damn it, yeah. You bastard. Who Get should rape you? Check the cameras. <laughs> Check the Roll back the tapes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Ace cool. of yeah. Spades. Ace of Spades. <laughs> no, it was Hot Rod Lincoln. Hot, Hot Rod, Rod Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those guys were so embarrassed they couldn't play Hot Rod Lincoln. You know, uh, they had so. a good. I'm glad they had a good sense of humor, and they, they were. You know, when the guy walked out, I, I was like, "Thanks a lot. You guys oh, yeah. were awesome." Oh, you know, yeah. like. No, they were better than we deserved. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we deserved much less than that. That was that was so terrible. <laughs> But yes, it happens. We're we're adults. We do things. Some things are better than others. It was awesome. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm just glad we all made it to our respective. I had nests. to make a follow up call to Steve. I yeah, you were good. You were definitely being like, the, the uh, good dad. Yeah, no we pulled his plugs. We did this. Mm-hmm. We did that. We weren't going to let him. You disabled ride his whole operation. But then he said, "Yeah." But he did go home instead of try to drive from here to Oberlin, which is like a 50 minute drive. And yeah. Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was the right thing was to take the five minute drive home. Yeah, take the five minute drive home instead of the forty five minute drive to work. Yeah, you know, come on, that's ridiculous. But I called him at nine o'clock and he was at work. Of so. course he was. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I believe me. I'm and giggling. I'm still fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh man. The uh, so yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk about today is there's a there's this you know. The biker thing, the biker idea is like, are you a biker? Are you not a biker? What's a biker? I don't fucking know. Yeah, all right, and I'm 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 not a you know, I'm not a Rob Halford pirate on the weekend biker. Uh, I'm just I'm just not that committed to, you know, having all of you in my anal cavity. It's just not <laughs> what I'm willing to do. I don't need. I don't want to make that lifestyle decision. But I mean, maybe like one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the weekend, nice Chianti. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But but yeah, I'm trying. Like I'm like my goal this year is I just want to ride a lot of different bikes. Like mm-hmm. I just want to ride all kinds of crazy different bikes and just kind of have a good time. And yeah, I was riding the Road King around last week and I was having fun with that. And you know, just just really trying to have a bunch of different bike, bikes under me and, and enjoy it. And you're mounting a bunch of bikes. I'm mounting the hell out of some bikes. My wife's my wife is safe because I have <laughs> right. The more the more motorcycles I experience, the less other women 
are going to be an, a threat. But uh, the 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 worst was probably the Suzuki, the the GS. That's was that a GS five fifty? The red one with the Vetter wind jammer on the front. Right, he just gagged a little bit. A little yeah. puke came out of his mouth. In my mouth. Yeah, that's uh, spit up. Yeah, that's a GS five fifty with the with the wedge wind jammer the, the fairing. Smaller, on it. I don't yeah, even remember what the hell size. they call it. The... It was the a kinder, gentler wind jammer. Yeah. yeah, it was the middle sized wind jammer, and it's kind of that wedge shape that was real popular in nineteen eighty three. <laughs> but yeah, that was an eighty three or so okay. Suzuki like that. that I could just say has a collection of air leaks. <laughs> you know, it's got an air leak wing. And it's one of those things, for the top tech tip for the Cleveland Moto guys this week, if you have a motorcycle that you can't seem to, with the idle adjustment screw, Mm. hit an idle. So it's like you screw the screw one quarter of a turn, and it's 3,000 RPM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You screw the screw one quarter of a turn the other way, and it stalls. Yeah. You have an air leak. Yeah. Because you're asking that little idle adjustment screw to do the impossible. Mm. It's not going to do it. And remember that air leaks will multiply by the number of cylinders you have. So if you look at something simple like an SR500 motor, you know, a single-cylinder dirt bike motor, basically, whatever, you've got the, the head gasket mating surface, you've got a base gasket mating surface, you've got an exhaust, maybe an exhaust gasket, but you've got an intake bellows, and you got a carburetor. That's a pretty small number of potential mating surfaces. Yep. If you have a four-cylinder motorcycle, not do you just take that and multiply it by four, mm-hmm. but now you have to compensate for the twist of the head. Because as motorcycles run with age, all four cylinders are not running at the same temperature. They, they, mm-hmm. they don't. Unless you're really maintaining your bike to a wicked state of tune, it tends to be there's a warm cylinder and a cold cylinder because the, the jetting is wrong or there's a problem. It doesn't seem that most of the carburetors that we see on four bikes or four-cylinder bikes are all running optimally and we have equal temperature across four cylinders. They certainly aren't when they show up not, here. I was going to say not when they come in. Not when they come <laughs> in, right? <laughs> and that causes heads to warp. And then just time alone and the cylinder studs stretching. And when you've got a multi-cylinder, a four-cylinder bike, there's so many different sources where you could have an air leak. Things, uh, that, things that you don't even think about. I mean, differences in valve adjustment. Oh, from cylinder to from cylinder. From cylinder to cylinder. Will yeah. cause the valves to be opened or closed longer or shorter than the other cylinders. Uh-huh. Isn't it, when you take it into consideration that there are, in this case, we're going to say four cylinders mm-hmm. from 30 plus years ago. You know, from, well, almost 40 years ago, whatever. 35 years ago, four cylinders, you know, between eight and sixteen valves, that could all—they're all different. They've all gone out of spec and everything else, 20, and it's been sitting. Twenty if it's a Yamaha, right? Twenty <laughs> valves if it's a Yamaha, because uh, why not have five valves? Sure, sure. Well, that seems like an idea. We could do that, but all these things are going to be different, and then we add time, and that's why it is the idea of buying a single cylinder bike versus the idea of buying a four cylinder bike. God damn that—that that multiplies your fuck you potential. And that, I took that GS out, and once I got it to run so the idle was at least somewhat predictable, and then I discovered it was actually better to make the idle that too high, make the idle 3,000, but
but then make make the customer pull the choke back, just a blonde one, like a little tiny bit, and that would settle the idle down to where mm-hmm. it should be, and it would stay there perfectly. You could go ride the bike around and everything else. So that was the correct solution was to balance it out that way, because we've tried to give this bike back to this customer like three times. <laughs> Seriously. Like, this bike has been done three times. But his reluctance to come and get it, from the point where you say, your bike is done, come and get it. Oh. He's not coming. Hmm. He's, like, he's like not quick on the draw. So weeks go by. Hmm. Well, you can't have weeks go by when it's super cold out Without using with this kind of a bike hmm. that we're, like, it's dancing on the barely running scale. So time is nobody's friend when you're talking about a really old multi-cylinder bike that, based on the mileage on the bike, clearly at some point in its life sat for 20 years. Because, you know, the bike had like 21,000 miles on it. Mm. So either this bike has been driven for 500 miles a year, no, that didn't happen, mm-hmm. or it got driven for 15,000 miles and then parked for 20 years. Was uh, the customer the one that was doing the stud stretching, or is that something that you offer? <laughs> <laughs> we do stud stretching between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8.25, depending on how good my, temp- my tumbler feet is. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, like... I took the thing out for a test ride, and I was like, this is running, you know? <laughs> and I said, I'm going to ride a lot of different bikes this year, and it's going to be great. And I got to the end of the street here, and I, I made the mistake of touching the front brake, mm-hmm. where I'm convinced that somebody had replaced the rotor that is normally served on Suzuki motorcycles with a Pringle. <laughs> <laughs> because it was the, the rotor warp was so bad that it was bottoming out the forks. <laughs> Which haven't had oil in them since sometime in the 90s. No. No, once again, when the forks compressed, smoke came out. Yeah. Vapor, like, literally, like, (sighs) like, (laughs) this is the dust that dinosaurs used to be made out of, came out of the fork stanchions. And we've talked about that, the fish oil smell. The fish oil smell. Yeah, the whole bike had the fish oil smell. But it was dangerous. You know, the front of it was dangerous, the back of it was dangerous, the middle of it was dangerous, too. And after it did, like, seven laps of the block, because I wasn't willing to go further than a half mile away on this thing. Like, this was a test ride of nothing more than the blocks around our shop. Nowhere I would be offended if I had to walk home from. And, you know, I would, of course, light the bike on fire. (laughs) Wait for the explosion and walk away without looking over my shoulder. (laughs) You know? And I would say, I hope you had insurance. Weirdest thing happened on the test ride. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you've been riding different scooters, motorcycles, whatever. What is the definition in the Urban Dictionary for a biker? Is it... CC base. I mean, because yeah. you have different sizes yeah. and types. At what and point are you a biker? Right. Yeah. I think that's almost like a reverse label. Do you call yourself a biker? Also true. And that's you know, yeah. you can't look at somebody and say you're a biker or not. Right. They have to identify right as a biker or not. Well, it's such a vague thing too. I mean, like, yeah. do, do you have to ride in the winter? Do you have to ride in the rain? Like, what makes a biker? In know Europe, I mean? you're a biker. Right. In Europe, you're a biker. You're absolutely a biker. You're, well, it's like the other thing bike. of... You rode here on, Inven- right. rode here on a Husqvarna. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. sewing machine. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you're, you're, yeah you're, you're a biker. Right. But, you know, if you carry a helmet into McDonald's in Europe, you're a biker. Right. Mm. Uh, but here, if you're a biker, once again... Not you don't wear a helmet. cowboy. You got your scully. Yeah. Once again, with the scully. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's true. And... But, you know... Porch monkey, I'm taking it back. You know that? Are we going to take back the biker term? Like, is right. that is that the thing? That's a Jane Silent Bob reference. Oh, I don't. <laughs> the, uh, but you know, do we want to take it back? 
I'm not taking it back. You're not taking it back? No. You don't want to be a bike? I, I'm <laughs> fine with motorcyclists. That's, you know, motorcyclist. Motorcyclist works for me. Yeah. yeah. It's more descriptive. You know, what are you dressed up. up as? I'm a motorcycle enthusiast. Oh, gay biker. Got <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of cranial accessories. Right. Exactly. I'm Mostly, mostly yeah. riding cap. I would yeah. put me in the motorcycle storage facility category with the <laughs> <Italy. laughs> I'm a motorcycle. I'm a motorcycle caretaker. Yeah. <laughs> That's more. You no, you're problem. a rescuer. Yeah. <laughs> What's your bumper sticker say? At my one other point, cars, I used to thought my other guy was seven bikes that don't run. Yeah. There <laughs> 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 oh, you go. My other, I'm the, I'm the curator. I'm the curator. <laughs> curator of a, of a, either a motorcycle museum or a parts house. I'm not sure I'm which a yet. Curator oh, of a really geez. dumb museum. <laughs> it's either a museum or a breakers facility. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, and that's where that's when I knew I had to change my life was when people would come over to my garage, and they'd see my garage and they'd be like, "Oh my god, you've amassed an insane collection of all the vintage Honda, like the whole thing." And I was like, "It's the xylophone of Hondas." Yeah, this is xylophone of Hondas. We go all the way from fifty cc's up, you know. Yeah, and it's fucking true. It's just cylinders lined up as far as the eye can see, and all I hear is carburetors getting dirty. And like, oh, what's that? That's the sound of another bike I can't ride. I agree, I agree with Pete. I mean, if I if I listen to biker, yeah, I imagine like Durex. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing that I want to own. I, I mean, just think of Sturgis or something like that. Like a, a bunch of people. Just, yeah, 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 you know, it's black leather vest. Yes, yeah. leather black and Durex, and it's yeah. it's it's on me. Is that a concealment vest? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two guns have been dropped in the shop this week. Yeah, really? Yeah, two guns. First guy, first guy, first guy got in there, and first guy was over looking at the. Uh, he was, oh, of course, he was looking at the Honda VT500 Shadow. I thought he was cheapest training, bike in the shop. Right, training for a buddy. Yeah, <laughs> so he was looking at the VT500 Shadow, and he when he walked past the other bike's uh, brake lever, reached out and grabbed him wow. and disarmed him. Like a ninja. <laughs> Doesn't he know anything about weapon retention? He knows nothing about weapon retention. Oh, but what I'm going to tell you is the handlebars of a <laughs> the handlebars of a Kawasaki Versus can disarm <laughs> the biggest you know Second Amendment dude ever because the bike literally the Sig Sauer jumped out of his pocket into the air and was like I'm free and then landed on the ground and I did what I do when I see a gun hit the ground. I'm hitting the ground under the motorcycle next to it oh, yeah. because there is such a thing as an accidental discharge. Oh, yeah. And I know there's like, no, there are six safeties built into this gun. And if you think that if they drop it, it's going to go off, you're absolutely wrong. Well, then why are there so many videos of guys dropping guns and the fucker's going off? Because yeah. it is still a bullet with a firing pin behind it. Well, if you we don't, know, condition we don't know what he's done to right. that gun to, to right. defeat half of those yeah. things by filing down the sear and shit like that. Right, and how many times do they drop the gun at the factory to test that it really is going to yeah, be right. the same as hitting the concrete floor at <laughs> Phil's drop test? motorcycle yeah, shop? Yeah. Yeah. Also, so, yeah. my second daughter um, is a result of an accidental discharge. That's why you called her Friendly Fire. But yeah, the gun the gun jumped out of it. I, I was like, so when the gun was on the ground, he was horribly embarrassed, as he should be. Mm-hmm. I, I he's Did like, you tell him you guys like, put it in the in the principal's desk. No, I he's <laughs> like he's like 
oh man, I'm terribly sorry. And he's like scrambling to pick the gun up because, of course, it slid under two motorcycles away. I'd have been the first one on that fucker. I'd have been like, my gun! Right. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped it. <laughs> That's it. Find just keeps it. So, yeah, and, and he'd scrambled for it and picked it up. And he's like, he's like oh man, you know. Have my, have my foot on it and have mine out by the. <laughs> <laughs> Just try pulling. <laughs> Got any more? <laughs> I know there's more where that came from. Yeah. You pull a gun on me? Fuck you, I'm keeping it. <laughs> That's exactly it. Rule is, when my bike takes it from me, I get to keep it. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a... So he was... I mean, he was cool. He apologized for it and everything else. And well, as you... As you should. Sourpuss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was disarmed by the BMW with the Rotax inspired motor. <laughs> the Bobby took his gun. <laughs> so he picked it up and he was like, he's like, I'm terribly sorry. And so he's like Jeez. putting it back yes, in his you are. pocket. And I looked at him and I said, because as I'm getting up off the ground, I was like, so what kind of holster you got there? Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I was down at the, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. And uh, so I fruit of the loom. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's called hey, fruit of the loom holster. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep, going for the old ass crack holster. I see. <laughs> the uh, small the crack. But yeah, so he was like, he's like, no, I, I didn't want to leave it in the car or whatever. Uh, top, uh, I was like, oh, no, you wanted to bring it in my shop and throw and it on secure. the fucking floor. And throw it on yeah. the fucking floor. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first one. The second guy was a, a big, I mean, a, a big biker. Biker, fucking biker! Like I'm gonna go show off, and he was wearing the vest with the the uh, broadening chains, the uh, the extended <laughs> chains, expansion. the expansion chains, the, expansion the chain mail that turns your extra large vest into an extra 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 large vest. Jeez. Yeah, so he was wearing abdominal chain mail, uh, and so he goes to get on the the um, he goes to get on the road liner. So he goes to get on the road liner, and when he throws his leg over the road liner. This this gun just squirted out of his pants. Oh, jeez. There just wasn't enough room in there. I swear to God, it made a squirt noise. And I was like, and, you know, and I'll admit it, I've been a gun fag since I was a little kid, right? And it was just one of those, it was one of those shitty Rugers. Like, it's like, you know. It, 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 it was, LC9 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like a shitty Ruger. It was like, you know, it just, it looked cheap when it was going through the air. And I was just like, oh. Man. And so, so the gun almost hit the the Sportster Super Low. Like it came real close to hitting a perfect, you know, Merlot paint job. Like a really nice, beautiful, you know, sun glow Merlot paint job, and fucking that up with like a four forty three dollar gun. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I was and so the gun squirts out of his pants, and he sits on the bike, and the gun boop, and it, it hit the ground. Of course, once again, here I am diving in the trenches. And, uh, because you can't change that training. And, uh, you learn a lot at the grenade range. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm like, you want to pick that up? Because the difference between the first guy who was very apologetic mm. and was very sorry and like, and who was embarrassed is this guy was like a dick about it. Mm. And I was like, dude, get off that motorcycle and pick up your gun. I'm like, that was your gun that rambled through here, wasn't it? And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, this fucking holster's a piece of shit and everything else. And I was like, then maybe thou shalt no. not wear it. You're a piece of shit. See, it's shops the, the same place you do. So, uh, yeah, so I was like, no, get off my fucking motorcycle. And he's like, what, you got a problem with Second Amendment? 
I have a right to conceal carry, and I was like, and now you just do. I have me. a sign on the door that says you can't bring that in here. Right. No, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I've been no. like, you're, you're not concealing or carrying right. at this point. At moment. this point, <laughs> yeah. you failed twice. Twice. Right. I know about it, and you, <laughs> don't, have control you don't have of control of it. You don't even know at this point if you can get to it before I can. <laughs> right. So, How'd and he could be shot he wasn't by your fast, own gun. He buddy. wasn't a fast mover. <laughs> well, I'd have picked so, it up. You're going to give me some shit. I'd have been boom, boom, in my pocket. You know the interesting thing, though, is I really didn't want to put my DNA anywhere in that gun. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Because <laughs> I don't know what that gun's going to be used for later when he's shooting his wife daughter. Uh, <laughs> Same noise as the gun coming out. Yeah, I can only imagine the things he touches while he's touching that gun. So, yeah. So I just, I just looked at the gun and I said, "You can pick that up and you can leave now." And he was very Uh angry that I asked him to leave my shop after he accidentally discharged his weapon uh, from his pants. uh, But yeah, so that's our little top tech tip for Cleveland Moto this week. If you have a gun, hang on to it. Yeah, yeah. Lest you look foolish. Yeah. Uh, so bikers, yeah. Um, what do you think? Like, I was, uh, I had this idea for we, you know, there there are other biker quizzes out there. Like, if you can answer these twenty three questions, you're clearly a real biker. But I've listened to a lot of those and I've read a lot of them, and well, I wanted to go something better. So here's, I these guys have heard it, but my biker quiz question. Go ahead. I got one. How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> Did you get that one? Hey, not a real bike. <laughs> so, the, uh, so the first one I said was, what is it that Harley-Davidson's and BMW's tend to have two of, yet most other motorcycles only have one of? And uh, I put that out as a text message today to give the oh, podcast okay. participants an opportunity to come up with, use that as an example. The problem was I didn't include the answer to the quiz question, which apparently was a dick move. <laughs> well, I mean, my wife and I were sitting there for like, I'm like, I have ah, no idea, right? there's a lot of things. Uh, don't, it's a trick question. Cause she was, my wife, you know, yeah. she knows a little bit about motorcycles. Oh yeah. She's hit. Yeah. She was like cylinders. I'm like, no, but he says other bikes only have one of, and there's right. lots of other bikes that have more than one. Sure. Of. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> she was, she was doing a good she job. She was working on it. Yeah. yeah. She was working on it. And, uh, so yeah, the answer to that one is, uh, owners. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now the answer to that is turn signal switches. So Harley-Davidson's tend to have a left turn signal switch and a right turn signal switch. BMWs tend to have a left turn signal switch and a right turn signal switch, too. And therefore, all the other motion, most of the other motorcycles have one turn signal switch that can be selected for left or right. One switch versus two switches. So that's an example. Uh, has anybody else come up with anything? Like, I can tell you pretty well straight ahead that unless you've ridden a whole lot of motorcycles, you might not get that one. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So that's not just like, you know... Whose motorcycles, what motorcycle company's colors are lime green and, you know. Yeah, okay, but it's also one that, that, like, you can probably think about it for four hours and not come up with it. But as soon as you hear it, you're like, you're oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. are the best questions. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, what I yeah. think are the best questions. Yeah. Where you're like, shit. It's not super obscure stuff. I can, well, that's, I keep coming up with, like, model-specific stuff right. that only I've, you know, like, how many, <laughs> this, chain, how many chains are in a Honda Superhawk motor? That's a fucking good question. But. There's like three old 70-year-old men in America that want to answer. See what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying. So, so the, uh, isn't the answer on that two? More. Is it really? Well, on, a, on the bike itself, you have your 
Should we go through this? Yeah, or do is it. This for fun. Yeah, just for fun. Okay, so you got your primary the chain. primary well, chain. And then right. you got your... There's one. And I did the cam chain. Yeah. And then there's a starter chain. Oh, shit. There's a starter chain. Oil slinger chain. I think there's five of them all together. And a clutch, and, a, and it's a chain-driven clutch. There's like five chains. Oh, that's right. Fucking crazy. Five, I believe. Five right chains answer. inside that 305cc motor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Oh, and, well, no. And then the timing chain. The timing chain itself. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's five chains. It's five and chains total. the fat guy with that special vest, you got like He's got extra more chains. chains. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's when he that's when he <laughs> blows it out from a 305 to a 550. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you bore it out, you need more chains. Yeah, because there's a, there's a chain for the centrifugal oil filter. Yeah, the slinger. Yeah. The slinger. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. So, okay, now that may be venturing into the line of, like, yeah. you know that shit. You win an award. <laughs> the award is nobody else wants to talk to you. <laughs> you, get to be, you, get to have, you get to have some peaceful relaxation at AMA Vintage Days. Because <laughs> you are now king of the vintage motorcycle guys. Yeah, and they so all have to bow to you. I'm pushing up my glasses. Yes. And, <laughs> and now you have a well, circle of 70-year-old men around you going, oh, shit. oh my God, I have no idea. So, okay, anybody else got any things that are biker-related questions that you think only a biker would actually know? Here's one for you. See, I would argue a biker might not know the answer to that question because a biker may have only ridden the Harley and never ridden the BMW. Yeah, but once again, I'm using the term biker to be like a a true motorcycle enthusiast. Okay. Maybe Mm. I might even say, like, are you a motorcycle god? Oh, well. (laughs) Are you a motorcycle pro? Are you a motorcycle? I, like, I prefer expert? I prefer the term motorcycle vampire. Are you a motorcycle vampire? <laughs> Meaning that you've been around Jeez. forever. I see a motorcycle. <laughs> I need to stick my fangs in it. My God, have you seen Macklefresh? He doesn't cast a reflection in the mirror. <laughs> no garlic. And he's staying in the shade a lot this year. <laughs> Looking rather pale. Well, like the year, the year, the year at Mid Ohio, I had to lie under the table. It yeah. was so hot. He was laying under the table in the pop up because the pop up wasn't giving him enough sun protection. He had to lay under the table in the pop up. Fuck you, not. That is true. Yeah. And it works, by the way. <laughs> pop ups do not give you 100% sun protection no, at Mid Ohio. Still fading through and right. blistering heat. Right. Yeah. And John was under a table, <laughs> under a pop up. I was crushed. He was crushed. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, okay, so another one I was thinking of is. I'm a big tub of ice cream, really. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you. Um, uh, on a motorcycle that has front and rear brakes, how much, what should the ratio be of breakages? 70. No, I'm good. Thank yeah, 70 30. 70 30. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yep. 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 70-30. Oh, you're going to pop up top with a Sharpie marker. Sure. And you're not going to get black ink all over your hands. Well done. There's like a, they're still making Sharpies as good as they used to. name a bike with a linked braking system? Excellent. BMW. Uh, NC700X ABS. Many Hondas. Yeah. Goldwing. Goldwing. Yep. yep. Honda, the scooter, some of the silver wings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's something. Ruin. Oh, how about this? Which series of motorcycles had a propeller? propeller? An actual propeller? An actual, by definition, propeller. On the front? On the front. It is not used to make the motorcycle go forward. Right, right, right. Are you talking about the propeller, like a propeller gear? No. Inside a drive shaft? An actual air-moving propeller. Curtis. CX-500. Exactly. CX-500. Also, like the Wankel bikes, the Hercules and stuff like that, have a propeller that pushes air past the motor. That's right. That's right. Those also also have a propeller. Pushing up my glasses. Excellent job. Those are motorcycles that have a propeller. That's a good question. How many manufacturers made Wankel-powered... 
Oh, how, yeah, Wankle. Two, how Wankle many? and Suzuki. What about Armstrong? Uh, uh, one Armstrong. that starts with a D. Yeah. Um, 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 um. Dick? No, no, I, <laughs> I don't know the answer. That's what a dick I am. I ask a question. I don't. That's fine. I read an article not too long ago about... Was it like Deutsch or something? No, it wasn't Deutsch. That would be an interesting Hercules. I always wanted a Hercules. Just because of the name. I like rotary uh, engines. Hercules. Okay, so... Uh, in Snell 85, what does the number 85 refer to? I don't know for sure, but I'm going to make a guess that 85 is the year that they adopted the, the regulation for Snell, and so they call it Snell 85. No, it's, it, it's close. It's the year standard of that rating. Right. So there's a Snell 2005, there's a Snell 2010, and that every five years they have a different one. So if you're racing and your racing organization may tell you that you know it is now 2018, you can have a Snell 2015, but you can't have a Snell 2010. Think, so they're not going to let you on a track with a helmet that's over five years old. I think my so, helmet is like a 95. Well, this is, <laughs> so I was going to ask. That's a good question. You just yeah. brought that up. So I read a huge article recently saying that helmets are good for five years, even if you don't take it out of the box. Like, you well, put it on. And, like, I have a hard time believing that the materials in a helmet at yeah, this stage. Also, be, if you ever drop it, even once, even the slightest little right. bump, you've got to throw it away and buy a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Brought to you by the Helmet Selling Association exactly. of America. <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, like, I get it. If you find a 1973 helmet, you know, the, the, it's probably not going to protect well, the your Well, the good news is the black part of the liner is all falling out anyway. Right. So oh, when you put yeah. it on, you take it off, you look like Al Jolson, <laughs> and that's not cool. Yeah. Right. right. Right? So you don't have to worry about that. Good My launch. first helmet was good the out. puke helmet. That had been puked in not once but twice at my brother's house during yeah. parties. Yeah, and that was your first helmet. And that was my first helmet. Giddy up. Yeah. I mean... I was that hard up to ride and that <laughs> forced to wear a helmet. A lot of people have the belief that if it isn't the expanded polystyrene foam... No, there's a mouthful. Mm. I hosed it out. If the EPS foam inside <laughs> isn't actually failing after five years and it's not decomposing due to the ozone and the air around you... Right. That the glue that holds the polystyrene foam into the shell is being compromised over the five years. Hmm. And my completely unqualified opinion about this, but also as a guy that has a whole lot of old helmets and that I wear them, like I still have my like 1990 Nolan, like my original N100. I just love it. It fits perfectly. Like it's got all the cool shit that I spent good money on. It was the first helmet I spent real money on in my life. Like Italian helmet money, right? <laughs> like a week's wages money. Yeah. You know, they said a good engagement ring should cost at least two paychecks. Well, a helmet's right fucking there when you're making like six bucks an hour. Yeah. But the uh, my second helmet was a Simpson off a dead guy. Off a dead a dead man Simpson, yeah. right? <laughs> but my buddy's dad was a cop. And do I feel like if I had a fifty mile an hour tumble down the road? And I'm wearing that Nolan N100 circa 1990. That it's not going to protect me. No, I'm actually I'm feeling feeling pretty good about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, so am I totally wrong? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> do I also want to throw away that 1990 helmet that I know cost me two weeks' wages back in 1990? No, I don't want to throw it away. I like it. It still fits. It works. The strap works. It's got the cool clicky 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 cam belt on it. Better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Yeah. And in this state, we're allowed to wear nothing. So, like, anything seems, like, better than nothing right. when you're in this state. Like, what passes for, hey, guys being a little bit, the guys being responsible in Ohio is, like, what a slack-jawed yokel in California. Oh, because yeah. If they you're in California, you've got to have a Schumacher yeah. and a... Oh, and, fucking oh, Schuberts and Shoeberth, Arise and Shoeys, oh my. Hmm. And, you know, you show up with some fucking 
nut on your head from, you know, Cycle Gear, whatever their house brand is. You know, Samichi, Samavichi, Splits, Splits <laughs> Crunch, or whatever right, whatever the Cycle Gear house brand is. You show up with their shit, and people are like, oh, too bad about your helmet. Yeah, yeah. Way to go. What are you, a paper boy on the weekends? Uh, you, must because, not, you must not love your children. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What do you what do you what do you burn trees too, you <laughs> fucking savage? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that is true. You know, in Ohio, wearing a helmet, even an old helmet, even a shitty helmet, is considered to be like, good on you. Yeah. yeah. Right? And uh, the dude picked his motorcycle up the other day. This guy shows up in shorts that I know he made on the way to the shop. Did <laughs> it? A Jimmy Buffett tank top. The ones where you can see the nipples from the sides. Oh, no. oh yeah. Right? Inside out. And flippy floppies. To pick up his motorcycle. I mean, it was 80 degrees, 85 degrees here. Straight up, it was hot. He's a biker, man. What, was yeah. it a 50cc bike? Oh, no, it was a 500cc bike. Ooh. He left out of here, just pleased his punch with himself, on a goddamn motorcycle. And just like, hey, guys. We'll see ya. Sold down his dollar store sunglasses and off he fucked. Like, I'm in. But it's never gonna happen. It's never no, gonna... he's unkillable, dude. <laughs> yeah. Teeth and tattoos. If you have no teeth and a whole bunch of tattoos, you're unkill. You can't die in the emergency room. I've heard paramedics <laughs> tell me that. They're like, well, he's got 400 tattoos. He's got a serious head injury. His brain's hanging out. He'll make it. He'll <laughs> right. Oh yeah, he's missing his heart. His heart's gone. But he has like three teeth in his whole head. He'll make it. He'll pull through. <laughs> Meanwhile, I go in there and it's like, you know, he's got a paper cut. Oh, oh fuck. fuck it, man. <laughs> Harvest his organs now. <laughs> Everything's good but the liver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beat his balls square and his liver's shot. But you know what? <laughs> fuck it. The rest of them's okay. Take it. Yeah. Eyes are on their way out, but goddamn, we'll grab them quick. They're better than what the other guys got. But yeah, so okay. Other any other shit that you know about motorcycles that you think other people don't know? Mm. Yeah, Didn't I'm pretty a, sure the I first mean, motorcycle. I don't even know this, but when was the first motorcycle? What was the first motorcycle? Well, it, it's, that's we've contended. all been to, we've all been to the museum. That's and everything. contended. Is it that Mercedes thing that yeah. is basically the like, wooden like it's test wooden, rig? Yeah, but there's like a wheel in the front and a wheel in the back. But there's also outboard the outboard, wheels, the outriggers. Yeah, that's yeah. got four wheels. Dude. Shh, we can't. Tell everybody. Well, no, this isn't the quiz for them. We're building the quiz. We're going to build the quiz, and they're going to help us build the quiz. Okay. And then when we get 25 good questions together, then we're going to put it out to the internet. The diamond. And it'll be the king of all stupid internet quizzes. What's the longest running motorcycle company in the history of mankind? That's a fucking good question. Because Harley Davidson has been straight up selling motorcycles since... 1910? They claim 1903, but... Okay. Eh, you know, they claim 1903. The Egyptians right. had a motorcycle going back, though. Yeah. This is going to be good, everybody. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have an ending for that? God oh, I damn it, that. I wanted an ending for that. <laughs> I wanted an ending. But so Harley-Davidson, for sure... They called it the Tut. King Tut. But Royal Enfield, I think, actually, yeah. Royal Enfield, but the problem is... Definitely in the running. I don't know how, I think Royal Enfield is 1901, but... But what Enfield about India? 1901. But what about India? Yeah, but... But they've... There's a giant break They are not contiguous. Triumph had a giant break in between. Not contiguous. Right. And, you know... Is that the right word? No. Continuous, sorry. But, but the brand was... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. 
Yeah, but I think it's either it's either Harley Davidson. I know in Europe it's Moto Guzzi, nineteen twenty one, and I know that that W twenty three. Right. You just got done with that tour. Right. I literally just came off the but came off the boat. Came off the boat. But that's like. 1903 Harley Davidson because they didn't. I mean, the AMF years they were still there. I mean, it was still a company. It was still selling. So, so was it official when they started putting motors into bicycles? bicycles? Yeah, that, I mean, that's right, considered. Right. Well, I mean, that's where you got to call it. That's Wilbur Wright kind of shit. Well, there, it is Wilbur Wright. Well, that's kind of moped I think that's territory, it. though. Yeah, it is moped territory. It's a motorcycle. But it's a motorized. Uh, I mean, what else were bicycle? What else were people operating in 19? When did they finally get rid of the pedals? Right. Yeah. And they made their own history because, like, sure as shit, right there is sitting a, a, a white glide. So there's a, a mm. Dyna over there that yeah. has, right on the thing, says 2003, 100th year anniversary edition. Mm. And I tell you, it's just as marginal as the 2002. <laughs> <laughs> it's not any better than the 2002 or the 2004. It's the exact same motorcycle that your out-of-work brother-in-law will try to sell you for money he can, so he can pay for child support. Yeah, for your sister's kids. Uh, that motorcycle is what an irresponsible white man, could, if you could say, like, jailbird Jimmy, and put him into a machine that turns him into a motorcycle, it's that motorcycle. It is the 2003 Dyna Wide Glide. Uh, look at that motorcycle. If it, had, look at that. if it had grace written it. on the side, like, look at it. Look Zed's at it. dead, baby. Zed's dead. Zed's dead yeah. it's, it's not a motorcycle. It's a chopper. Yeah. Mm. And that is the exact bike chopper, yeah, chopper. that Bruce Willis mm. stole mm. Uh, from a no-good fucking rapist. The, uh, <laughs> that, uh, Bring out the gift. Yeah, that bike. And it's, it's here on consignment. The guy dropped it off. We did some work for him. And, and he decided that he's made a lifestyle choice. So you choice. mean you're talking it up, trying to sell it. <laughs> right, yeah. you've been to Cleveland Moto, right? Rumble on, right. ask for every seat, as they say. All right, exactly. Right. If you don't like the way we work, fuck your hat. We don't want you here anyway. <laughs> that's it. You know, that's it. You're not. All right. Did Harley Davidson ever use Rotax motors? Ah, yes, they, yes did. they did. I have one in my garage. Yes, they did Whoa, the MT500. Nice. Yes. Yeah, the MT500. That's a really good question. Did Harley Davidson ever use Rotax motors? They did. Uh, let's see. That's a, that's an actually very good quiz question. Uh, I'll show you. There's got to be some other good stuff, man. There's got to be excellent, excellent, good questions. Do you uh, think that most Harley Davidson owners know that they sold a scooter? Oh, that's oh, very yeah. good. That's that's excellent. Um, what was the name of Harley Davidson's 125 cc motorcycle? Mm-hmm. Are we talking yeah. about the, the topper? The topper. The Hummer. The Hummer. The Hummer. Which was the scooter actually, was his his question, which right. is the topper. Which was licensed as. As opposed to the bottom. Like an NSU Fox. <laughs> uh, I think it was an NSU Fox. And then there was an English bike that was the right. same. Uh, yeah, it got. Aerial. As a number of the Aramachi or Aramaki stuff, you know, Harley Davidson was grasping at straws just like everyone else was, but they weren't going to retool no, the build them. Tonight. You know? Here's one for you. Yeah. The Indians that were sold in the 1970s that yes. were like little dirt bikes that were yep. Italian mm-hmm. made. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who was the importer? Oh, I don't know who the importer Italia. was. Italia. No, not, not the manufacturer, but the guy, the right. American guy that actually was responsible. I think he licensed, either bought the name or so licensed. So who imported the, the Indian dirt bikes of the 70s? Aren't those like a Telejet? Yeah, they were, yeah, exactly. Telejet. It was um, Climber. Manuals. Climber manuals? Floyd Climber? Floyd Climber. No, we got to write that down. That's a I good one. So. No shit. Floyd do Climber. Little, do a little fact check in there, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that he was the driving force behind that 1970 Indians. 
Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's that's a really good one. Um, that's the bonus question. I'll tell, yeah. yeah. tell you one thing. Most What's the of most that? expensive production motorcycle ever built? Mm. Mm. Adjusted for time. Is the Tomahawk considered production? No. Okay. Oh, wait, is it? Did they build I, uh, the v, You're talking the V10? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. V10, the Viper. Yeah, Viper. Mm, the Viper engine. Bike is it production? Bike. I don't know. They sold. I'm going to say one of those Honda race bikes, like the... Um, what was the one oh, with the oval piston or something? NSR 750. Yeah, yeah. It was a race oh. bike, but you could There's actually buy it. There's got to be some production numbers yes. to be on the track. Sedici's got to be up there, too. I mean, those are, what, $78,000? Desmo well, Sedici? Well, what's uh, the... It's got to be Italian. Yeah, I was going to say. It's like, got to be what, Italian. Some Ducati, like, race bike, club race. Good question, Sedici. though. We're going to look yeah, into yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. We're going to look into it. $78,000. Right, right. And yeah, it's, what's it's the most? Literally the same shit that they what put on the track. Yeah, and they get, <laughs> the Lamborghini of motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. the, 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 a lot of them come. They come with like a, a laptop that like you have Ferrari to be able to load like like your yeah, there is all one, right? the, like you can't just start they the thing. Come with enough spares to actually go out and race. Right, right, right. <laughs> hey Phil, that the, and the yeah. gas is like forty five dollars a gallon because it's whatever. Motorcycle just a prototype, or they actually. I thought that was a prototype. Okay, yeah, I, I thought that was recently, like a weirdo. Recently, last year, yeah. a couple of years ago, they made a, a, a Ferrari. Yeah. I think that was like an artist uh, concept. Like, yeah, I think it was just like, hey, okay. look what we could do in yeah. your wet dream. It was yeah. it was fucking amazing though. It was beautiful. It, looked, it was except, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful except for the fact that I went, oh, Ferrari motorcycle, yeah. Ferrari motorcycle. Yeah. It'll catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll catch on fire. There's yeah. no way this bike can't yeah. catch on fire. Yeah. yeah, that would be like. And if Ferrari made an electric motorcycle, it would be on fire when they sold it to you. <laughs> Where was the Kawasaki KZ900 manufacturer? That's an that and thank you and for a, bringing and a number that of up. other motorcycles you could throw well, in there. But yeah, yeah, we could. But that's a good one, and we should pepper that in there. Um, because that's an excellent. Because I think KZ900 is the first example of that particular thing, uh, as well as the KZ1300. Well, and so is the CBX, uh, Goldwing. But I think KZ900 gets credit as being the first one. Okay. Because I don't. Was, were the GL1000s made in America? And I want to do some research. Chris is going to have to do some because research. Because I think Marysville, that the KZ... I, I hate K- to throw out facts that aren't actually But I think facts. the KZ900 in 1973 was made in Lincoln, Nebraska, wasn't it? Mm, Lincoln? Something like yeah. that. <laughs> Not in Japan. Nine total units on the... Do we count that? Uh, I, I mean, you build nine of something. Is that considered to be oh, production? The, the I no. Tomahawk. Yeah, I don't... No, I wouldn't. No. I, I, I think you can't call that production. You know, that means... Production means you got to be able to go to a dealer and buy it. Right. Most yeah. sanctioning bodies will say at least fifty or something. Here's right? a question: yep. If that <laughs> is production, if that is production, at which dealership would you buy it? Dodge. Who knows? Was it built by Dodge? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. By Chrysler. Yeah, it was built by Chrysler. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of smoke. Okay. So where was the KZ900 made? Lincoln, Nebraska. I think, but I think that might be the first American-made Japanese motorcycle. Yeah, they might be right on that one too. Yeah, because I don't think the. I don't think the GL1000 was made in Ohio. Well, that's later, too. It is? Marysville. Eventually. Well, I don't know. You're right, because the GL1000 is 1975. Yeah. So, so the, KZ, have to, so the, the KZ900 is faster. It's earlier. Earlier, so earlier, earlier. So clearly it would yep. be that. And wasn't the... I thought that was called the New York State Project or something. I thought it was the KZ1000. It might have been called the New York State Project. Wasn't that the... Yeah, anyway. There matter. were a number of cows. Because I was just looking up... KZ, I was looking at KZ1300s. Okay. That's an excellent my, question. My neighbor has one over in his garage. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting old. 
I think that the right way to phrase that question, too, is what was the first Japanese motorcycle to be made in the United States? Hmm. Well, that might not necessarily be it, then. I think that might be it, though. I think that's the bike. It's either the KZ900 or the KZ1000. Honda didn't make some stupid little thing, or Yamaha, or I don't think so. I think Marysville ramped up much later. Yeah, Yeah. We'll look. At, that's a good question, and we should look into it. I like the way that question lays out. It's a good. It's a good looking question. How about this? I, I don't know the answer to this, right. but what was the first uh, bike considered a sport bike? An actual sport bike. When you well, see that goes CB7, back to the twenties. CB seven fifty generally yeah. gets the the title as super, super bike. bike. It's okay. the first super, first super bike, yeah. right. and that is the, true. And it is the inline four cylinder mm-hmm. mass production. And that's a cheap. That's an Disc easy question. Break, you know, that's an like, easy question. A lot of people won't get it though. Yeah, right. What was the first? It super generally bike? gets the credit for it. I'm okay. not going to say it's the first. Right, you know. Super bike, yeah. No, but it has yeah. a, that, that has no fact behind it. It that, gets the first. It's like right. the first crotch rocket. Right. Yeah, go. and I, I agree. Rice burner. Calling yeah. it a super bike is exactly right. Is that's consistent? Like, what is in it? 1969? If what you was had the first a CB7, there, I read a, a whole write up yeah. of a guy who rode his 1969 CB750 yeah. to Woodstock. <laughs> and it's epic. It is fucking epic. And you know what? Was it every, I don't know about that. And every step along the way, <laughs> yeah, people on Harleys made fun of him. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was pretty... Because it was an exotic. It was mm. it was strange and weird, and when people encounter something strange and weird, they make fun of it. Mm. At well, one point at he caught... Let's just say it. that this... At one point he caught air. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've got 60 horsepower. (laughs) Um, I will. Now, we know that the first motorcycle to coin the term Cafe Racer was the CB400F. Production Cafe Racer. Because wasn't Honda. Hmm. Yeah, Hmm. I mean, that well predates a a GB500 and everything like that. Yeah. And as far as building a factory cafe racer, production cafe racer. I mean, there were tons of British cafe racers well before cafe racer. Norton didn't make a 750 cafe racer. No, but they, yeah. Yeah. Flip side of that question. But yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to its credit, I mean, that, Honda that, didn't actually call the CB400F <laughs> <F, laughs> the CB400F cafe racer. So. Yeah, okay, all right. But it was Made definitely. Oh, Japanese Harley. It's the opposite of that question about so, what's the okay. first. So what's the first American, American motorcycle bike made in Japan? The Roku. Made overseas, yeah. That was the Rikyu. Rikyu, obviously. Yeah, Rikyu. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Right. First American motorcycle built in Japan. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that 1945 or something? Because it was right after the war. I think earlier. Was it yeah, really? I, I'm pretty sure. Was it yeah. pre-war? Holy shit. I'm pretty sure. History. How they many were making much in Japan in 1945. Relations weren't great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this straight. Neither was manufacturing. Put on your put on your Japanese accent helmet. Let me get this straight. Oh, you want us to make an American <laughs> motorcycle in Japan? Yeah. <laughs> Name a bike. You have to flip up the footbag to kickstart it. Oh, 1924. Holy <laughs> shit! Because they were wanting to sell them in, in other, continents other continents and to beat tariffs. Huh. So, just like today. <laughs> to be you want to sell bikes in India? Build them in India. Because the CB400F, yeah. you have to flip up the kickstand to kickstart it because yes, you do. the pegs are rear set enough yes. yeah. that yeah. you couldn't, it wasn't in front. So, yeah. like, that's the yeah. problem with the, the Honda Superhawk. The Superhawk, yeah. The reason the Superhawk has the forward kick, the right. reverse kick, right. 
is because it was kind of a cafe racer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It has rear sets. In fact, three position yeah. rear sets. Totally adjustable. So yeah. that if the Kickstarter came back the way a normal Kickstarter yeah. does, it, it would hit work. the foot bag. Yeah. So they put a reverse gear in there to yeah. flip it around. Yeah. And that's true with the CB400F Supersport. You do have to... You, flip up the foot peg. You have to flip up the foot peg in order to start the motorcycle. To kickstart it. Right, to kickstart it. It, it is fun to watch people try to do it. Because it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Chip. I just thought of two good questions back Minutia. to back. Yep. We could throw one in there about what motorcycles, or what motorcycle or motorcycles were available that had kickstarters that did not go either forward or back. They went sideways. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Neepner, fucking Neepner. CJ, Chang Yang, Chang Yang. And they were great. Chang Yang. How do you say that? I like the Honda Express ratchet um, kick. I know. Click, 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 click. Boom. I like that. Oh, that's a good question. There's a question in there. Okay, all right. That was, uh, what was the and that was the wind it up. So you had to go. Kick it, kick it, kick it, and then there was a release. Kick, release. Yeah. So like the old lawnmower, you like, like a spring engine. Engine. Yes, like the old lawnmower. So what was so the, when you kick it? It's like the Honda like Express, and not all like the Express Urban something. Right, it was the Urban Express, I think. Urban yeah, Express Urban or something. Express, right. yeah, that's a so you hit the Kickstarter right. and it goes. You're like you kick it, and you're like, what? That, and Unless like, it, it may have released at a certain point if you kicked Maybe it too the many third times. I got one. What 50 cc motorcycle slash moped had a pedal that you could actually lock so both pedals would go and lock forward to turn into foot pegs. To be highway pegs? And then unlock I've experienced it that before. I don't know what, I don't remember what don't bike remember that, was. that was. And it was badass. It was, the, I think it was the SR1 here in the United States, but okay. then they called it like like some French name and like they sold it more in Canada. Was it a Mobicon, Mobicon or something? It was a Yamaha. Oh, it was a Yamaha. Yeah, Yamaha. It had like the, the, the ladder bars on it and everything. Oh, the FZ50 one. Fizzy one. Fizzy one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fizzy one. Yeah. So we could phrase huh. that as what moped had pedals that could convert Which is very bikes. iconic. In Britain, the Fizzy. They, yeah, and fizzy. it's considered more of a motorcycle because the things locked that way. And so then they had But it was absolutely a moped. Yes. It was yeah. legally a moped. Right, right. But yeah, so you were able to you unlock the pedal. Can we turn forward, that question around backwards and say what motorcycle had pegs that you could turn into pedals? Yeah, that would work. That's a motorcycle. Yeah. My yeah. buddy was just a, an electric really? electric bike. He was looking at electric bicycles, mm-hmm. and I don't. I'm not going to mention the brand because I actually I don't remember what it was. But he had sent me a picture of a bike that was an electric moped so it's like an like we were selling the a2bs yeah. this is nothing like an a2b yeah. it's more like a zero that has pedals interesting instead of foot pegs like yeah. and and the, the the gear is oh, like shit. there's pedals and there's a little sprocket that yeah. actually sort of engages the primary chain right. like i don't think you could even pedal the bike as with the vast majority of mopeds the non-powered operation is mental masturbation yeah it's just yeah. to beat some lawns <laughs> yeah and he's looking at it because out in Utah, where he is, you can yeah. ride up through the mountains on electric bikes. They won't let you get away with riding your, you know, your gas, you know, motocross bike up zero. through the mountains. But yeah. electric bikes of yeah. a certain... I would just be on huh. a zero. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I was telling him. But he doesn't be like the only solution. Right. Yeah. I have another else? one. I don't have the answer to this, but what is the biggest production scooter? It's another good one. Mm. I'm going to have to say it probably comes from Kimco. Uh, well, it all depends. Or let's go with time. What do you call a Honda Cup? I was going to say that. Mm. Yeah. Excellent they made question. a ton of those yeah, well, things. We know that it's What's the your most, definition of a scooter? It is the right. most... Well, that is that is a... I mean, that's a, a softball question is, what is the most produced motorcycle on the planet? It's on a cup. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's... A, I don't know if that question is too soft plums. for this. Right. 
Well, that could be the starter. Production three-seat motorcycle. Oh, God. What the hell is that damn thing called? Hoffert would not. He's not here. I thought it was going to... When you were like, it's called a Hoffert, I was like, it could be. No! <laughs> uh, Czechoslovakia. Right. Bomberland. The big yellow with the yellow yeah. frame. Yeah, the yellow frame. Like that. The one I've only yeah. seen in pictures in yeah. I, I, it's in the motorcycle encyclopedias. It's in the Ultimate Motorcycling Encyclopedia book, yeah. But it is like the Bomber... Yeah, is that, is that what it's Bomberland, called? It's the Bomberland or something yeah. like that? Yeah. That's I thought it was like building a Bomberland for Mid-Ohio or something like now, that. Now, that, that is not a softball question. That is a fuck you question. If somebody asks you, like, well, are you a biker? Do you know about what is the only three-seat motorcycle ever you know, mass-produced? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Yet two of us at this table knew. Good know, lord. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, playing to your audience over here. This is... Like, <laughs> what's, what's, what is it? Jap Power? J-A-P? The, uh, I believe engine? they made their own power plant. Yeah? I believe. What was the fastest production motorcycle of 1953? It's a black shadow. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Everybody fucking knows I was that. Say, <laughs> go fuck your hat. I thought about the one that came and went. The second one? Some form of Don't question about the regulation of when did, when did the shifting become... Uniform. Oh, universal shifting. Oh, when did it the, become standardized? Yeah. So you shift because, on the left to break on the right. Yeah. And that kind of this turn signals question. This Most of your does. modern turn yeah. signals, like the BMW I just bought, it only has one turn signal switch. Right. But yeah. the earlier ones did have two. Yeah. Well, I have the F800 ST has two turn signal switches. Does it? Uh, yeah. And it's modern. It's 2011. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, the, uh, but that's a good question. When did it get standardized? Because I think it might, might have been 74. There was a lot of. St- really? Yeah. 76. 76, okay, all right. Yeah. What was the first motorcycle to travel around the world? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm. That's got to be a Harley or a Royal Enfield. Mm-mm. 1912 Henderson. Oh, yeah. was it the four-cylinder? Is that the uh, one-man caravan? Is that the name of the... Uh... No, the guy's name was Carl Stearns Clancy. <laughs> That's Rode before roads existed, by years the way. Ago. It was then called the longest and most difficult and perilous motorcycle journey ever attempted. Well, ages ago, I mean, many, many podcasts ago, when we talked about the cross-country ride in 1909 like or whatever it was. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. that thing is, so. like, these are guys that, they're just weren't roads. I mean, yeah. they're on a motorcycle and they're not roads. And when some guy says, you know, well, you know, I had to give up riding on the roadway, so I decided instead to ride on the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Because that's the better option. Right. Riding on the railroad sleepers. Oh, that's a that seems like a terrible idea. Right. But you might think you're better, a tough guy, but you're not 1908 tough guy. No, yeah, yeah. Right. no, you're not 1908 tough guy. <laughs> the, uh, not at all. So yeah, um, podcast listeners, we, we don't want to dwell on this forever. You know, the rather pedantic. We, if you guys have a great motorcycle question, I mean, a great motorcycle question, a question that's it's not stump the chumps. It's more like this is just a good solid, you know. Meat on the street doesn't know this. It'll lead to some more ex- intellectual exploration. Yeah, and we're going to read them back to you, so you guys can have that, you know, the joy Knowledge. of us. Yep. Yeah. yeah, hearing it back at you. We gave you food tonight. Power. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's half the battle. Yeah. So yeah, and that's the so. Uh, here's how you get in touch with us. You can write this down if you have All to. All day long. It's called Cleveland Moto. I'll grab hold of those eyebrows. At or right. call Phil's cell phone at 7 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> ClevelandMoto at gmail.com. That's ClevelandMoto at gmail.com. And again, ClevelandMoto at gmail.com. If you'd like to hit us on the Facebooks, we are Cleveland Moto Podcast. 
Phil, you realize they can't see your hand gestures through the microphone. But, John, but, but it, it's don't good. You it's, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah. When you're going full James T, you need to have hand gestures. <laughs> yeah. Tiberius. So, Tiberius. Kirk. Of the Starship <laughs> Enterprise. The, uh, I, uh, <laughs> do we have other topics? God damn it. I, we I thought we were better prepared. Oh, yeah. So, Break out the tequila. Uh, there's probably today, some still in the house. Te- there's still a lot of tequila in this building. Uh, but today, tomorrow, we celebrate a birthday. Not sleepy. Yeah, no, we're done nope. with that. Nope. Birthday of Cinco de Mayo. There is a yeah, Cinco de Mayo. Has, it has in common with yet another maybe fabricated holiday. No. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so yeah, somebody in this room is having their twenty fifth birthday tomorrow. Fifth. 25th. Somebody in this room is turning 25 oh, Okay, tomorrow. so we know it's not a person. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. That's a bike. So then it you can put vintage plates on it. Whatever what? it is. Right? The mannequin back there with the... <laughs> with the unicorn with head. The unicorn helmet. <laughs> Doesn't everyone's shop have a full-size male uh, six-foot mannequin with a unicorn head? My son wants one. They should. Okay, they should. Uh, has you, genuine been around for 25 years? I don't know about that. 25th birthday. Vespa's tomorrow. been way more than way 25. Yeah. Duca, uh, Motoguzi, nah, that's longer than 25. Kimco? No, not Kimco. Kim 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 oh, Kimco goes back to the 50s. Like, Well, actually, 61 or 62, oh, really? I think. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, something in this room is having its 25th birthday tomorrow. Zero's not been around for no. 20 nope. years. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there may be some helmets in here that are having 25th birthdays. <laughs> but no, there is a particular item in here that... And it's not... You know, it's a, it's a thing. It's a, it's a, it's a The rod it's a and pins model. in your leg? No, well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm half on that. It's, it's not a motorcycle? Is it a motorcycle? Well, what it is is it's the Ducati Monster. Okay. Oh, so wow. the Ducati Monster oh. is celebrating. I was going to say that. Birthday. Yeah. That was in this stupid I text message. Yeah. It, it was more fun when you guys were stabbing around at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking, it was in the goddamn notes. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you're still looking around like, I don't know what it could be. Oh, alcohol. Right. Everybody <laughs> slap yourself in the head. <laughs> but yeah, the Ducati Monster was invented. And I've heard, this is another one where the anecdotal stories about it are better than the truth. And that's the great thing about motorcycle history is because you, it's written by the people that, mm. you know, that were like ancillary. You know, uh, it, so one of the stories I had is that the engineers were working really hard. You got to remember what 25 years ago looked like. So, you know, you, you look back to those heady days of the early 90s, you're thinking like 1993. Mm. And so you're thinking back 1992, 1993. You know, it's probably a, a pretty Miami Vice spectacular time of the world. And if you think about the cars of the time, a, a lot of fake scoops. The colors, a lot of the fake plastic. In air intakes. I was getting some head. Well, yeah, you know, we were all in much better shape, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, my hair was geometric. Uh, but, yeah, it was, the, it was the 90s. I had Every part of me was pierced. They, uh, it was just, it was the 90s. Yeah, there was a lot of people wearing angry flannel. Yeah, uh, but but so they were designing the story that I read was actually it was at the Ducati Museum where I was told this story that the uh, designers had the fairing and they were kind of using a Honda Interceptor, a Generation Two Interceptor, as like a guideline because it's a very beautiful bike. It is, you know, it's a gorgeous bike. 
Cool. And so they were using it as a sort of a idea of what things in that era were going to look like, but they wanted to be better than that. So they had this, you know, basic 600cc motor. They wanted a small, light, but most importantly, affordable Ducati. Because Ducati had a problem with their market, and they didn't have an entry-level cheapo bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ducati had a reputation for being extremely expensive and extremely maintenance-intensive. So they took a little, you know, a 600cc, like, literally, it's just a two-valve motor. It's very basic. It's not a super high-maintenance problem motor, and it's a good little motor. And while they had the fairing off, and they had all the stuff off, and they were sculpting it, somebody walked in from the marketing department, saw the bike up on the stand with nothing on it, mm-hmm. naked as it, is, as it sits, yeah. and says, oh, my God, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it looks all angry, and, it, yeah. you know, it, it looks, looks like a monster. Monstro. So it looks like <laughs> a little monster. And so they said it's like, it looks like a little monster. And that was it. And that bike, if you ask a lot of people, that is what rescued Ducati. That's why Ducati's here today, is because mm. they came to market with a bike that could compete with other bikes that were price focused. Mm. You know, we were still dealing with some import tariffs on Japanese stuff. We were still, and Harley Davidson still was marketing a very affordable 883. Mm. So you literally had a decision to make whether you were an 883 Sportster guy or you were a Ducati Monster guy. And you could enter the world of Italian douchebaggery for a lot cheaper. Yep. You know, you could still sip espresso at the same joints, <laughs> but your Ducati cost half as much as the other guys, you know? So well, that's that, I remember back when they first started coming out, yeah. some of like, you know, not close friends, but guys I knew were also like, oh, he, he bought a Ducati, and you're right. like, oh, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, when the lottery or something? Trust yeah. Fund yeah. Check. And then you see yeah. this naked-ass thing come up, and you're like, what? All right. All right. Oh, I guess that's a Ducati, yeah, too. Right. You got it the says it. three sports drove Ducatis. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear your clutch approaching. Are you sure that's really a Ducati? Yeah. yeah. Um, a guy that I used to race with called them Ducatis. When they first came out, he was like, He's like, dude, that's a Ducati. Oh, no. <laughs> and I went, wow. That's, uh, you're special. That's it. Yeah, you, don't, you don't normally find your kind of people riding yeah. sport bikes. That's a funny joke, Dietrich. Go back to Germany. <laughs> the ironic thing is he rode an SV650, which is a Ducati. Yeah. So, yeah, right. A, yeah. So, <laughs> and as much as that is... To Junami. Junami. That's it. The... Uh, but yeah, so that's 25 years. Mm. 25 years, a little uh, the monster's been a part mm. of our lives. And say what you will, they're fun little bikes. Mm. You know, they're they're cool bikes. I still am as I'm still too big for them. Mm. But it's, it, it is an interesting concept. Yeah. I mean, most bikes don't go badass just the frame. <laughs> just straight up badass. That's like, pretty much what it there, is. There are naked versions of a lot of motorcycles. Right. The Ducati Monster started that way. <laughs> But it looks good. I mean, it's, it's a it's a good concept, know, but it's and back it's not in the day, like it's, it's a like, Ducati Super Sport Monster Edition, or it's not like a Ducati right. Super right. Sport Naked. Right? It's, no, it's, it's a, just a straight up. And, we're starting with naked. And to the right. credit of the designers, yeah. the design holds up. It doesn't yeah. look dated. Like, unfortunately, yeah. I think what we're seeing right now with a lot of the Yamahas and Kawasaki's and stuff, the naked versions right. of all their stuff, yeah. in five years, you're going to be like, holy shit, that's well, a, that's yeah. a 2018 bike like, and. True. Every part of bodywork that's still on those motorcycles yeah. has the transformer edge to it. Yeah, it's really annoying. And it is mm. annoying. Yeah. And uh, automobiles are doing it too, where it is like, have you seen the uh, 
F one seventeen stealth fighter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, we all saw it. Yeah. yeah. And it's you know the stealthy thing about it wore off a long fucking twenty years ago. <laughs> you know. Do you know why it's not stealth? Because we've all fucking yeah, we've seen, seen it. it. Yeah. And, and, and they need to stop. <laughs> Even the, the Air same, Force doesn't fly them anymore. The right. Same, they yeah, give yeah, up yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. The same thing that they need to give up the fucking give up on are these mufflers that don't look like mufflers. Just give me a fucking can with a hole on the end of it. I can't right, stand right, these right. angular fucked right, up looking mufflers. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. And all this stuff. You're looking at. Like, if what you do want, you turn into? If you want to kill the sound, kill it in a box that's hidden up under the bike, right. and then just bring a pipe out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't have to put it all out there on the end. Yeah. Right. Oh, the sound deadening, you know. The, 4,000 different external curves and angles, and then you realize that's just a cover. And they weigh 162,000 yes. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. On, on my my uh, my Yamaha, the the on I think you might not be accurate on that, but okay. Yeah, it's slightly, no, but seriously, I, I, the stock <laughs> muffler on the S10 had to weigh 21 pounds. It is the most ridiculous. Okay. I, when I unscrewed yeah. the last bolt, yeah. I was expecting some heft, and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> almost broke my dick. Yeah. Like it was so heavy. It was, I took the muffler off of. So the, you're uh, saying it was a broke dick muffler? Broke dick <laughs> muffler. <laughs> it done broke a dick. The uh, the muffler off of the Gritzo. I I pulled the muffler off the Gritzo. We sold the bikes up. You know, I sold some bikes to a friend of mine, Gannon up in uh, okay. Michigan yeah. and he's in, he's in my j- scooter club and stuff and he just like something happened he like a pin fell out of his brain and he bought three Moto Guzzi's <laughs> at one time it happens be to Allah fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what his dick tastes like the look man I'm willing to take a shot in the mouth it'll get me down the road a piece but the uh, he did you know before he took possession of the bike, he's like, can you put an Agostini pipe on that that Greedso? Because they sound good. Yes, I fucking can. And I mm-hmm. said, you bet your ass I can. Matter of Most tricky yeah. tick. And we even, like, overnighted it. So, but we put that thing on, and that takeoff exhaust for the Greedso, holy shit, it should have its own motor. <laughs> I mean, it's like... I mean, it's a piece of artwork. It's asymmetrical, big, big, you know, big orifice, little orifice kind of thing. Big enus, little enus. Uh, but yeah, it's two, it's two <laughs> in the pink and one in the stink it's for sure. It is a muffler. Of a muffler. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> it was like when when you take the stock exhaust off of the Gritzo and the bike wants to fall the other way off its side stand because you've removed so much gravity from the left side of the bike. The suspension unloaded. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, exhausts are sprung weight, too. You know, it's just like, it's just that thing where you're just like, God, man, you can really feel it. And what I felt it was when I put that goddamn box of exhaust in my truck, and I was like, I had to carry this. I'm like, ah, and the box ripped. Oh, so no. not even the box it comes in can contain it. <laughs> that gives you an idea about how heavy that who, who fucking was, thing is. Who was the first manufacturer to do the pipes under the seat? Was it actually Ducati or is this? Who Boy, that's a good question. I think it might be M- MV Agusta. Okay, MV Agusta uh, had. Yeah. If I remember, well, what about a Suzuki right, Gamma? The F4. Well, the Suzuki F4. Gamma. Gamma oh, did. Yeah, 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 that's true. Gamma's. Oh, Yamaha OW. Yeah, all yep. the two-strokes. Sixty-one. Yeah, that's true. Ray, those Ray. Oh God, oh that stuff looks so good. Oh, sexy. Very Sounds sexy. even better. Very sexy. Oh, okay. Your motorcycle vampires. First motorcycle to have under tail exhaust. Yep. Oh, that's an excellent question. The fangs came out. What was the first motorcycle to have disc brakes? I was going to say oh. one of the first half. Production bike, it was injection. a CB750. Really? Dab disc brakes? Hydraulic disc brakes. Uh, Lambretta beat you to that a long time oh, ago. Oh, yeah? Nah. Hydraulic? 
Not hydraulic. No. Well, Cable just disc, operated. disc brakes. Yeah. That's fair disc brakes. But you're right. The TV, yeah. you're talking about TV. TV 170. Yeah. TV 170. Yeah. Yeah. Lambretta beat it. That's like having disc brakes on a CB200. It is. It is exactly the same thing as having. Right. Yeah. Are these better than drums? Yeah, they're better than drums, says the marketing department. <laughs> according to the it's marketing department, yeah. according to the marketing department, they're better than drums. Your mileage may vary. I won't come in your mouth, and the check's in the mail. <laughs> Would you like to sign here for the undercoating? Yeah. The shellacking. Right. <laughs> they don't fade. Because they don't work enough. For yeah, them. that's right. You'd have <laughs> to develop forever. will never fade. Oh, now, and that is a true fact. In the history of Honda CV 750s, nobody has ever worn out a brake pad. It's the hugest. <laughs> it is a goddamn hockey puck. It is made of wood, and it is a hockey puck. Perfect segue. New YouTube guy, and damn it, I can't think of it. It's like 69 grade or something. Some amazing human being has found all these Russian videos, and then they dub them. They speak Russian, so they put them in English. And yeah. the guy has like a really friendly voice. He's like, hey, today I'm going to try to make wood cylinders for my car. And like he makes everything out of wood. So he made wood cylinders. And, and it ran for like yeah. five seconds. Yeah. The other one he did is he made wooden brake shoes, just as yeah. you said. And they yeah. put them in there, and the fucker stopped great. Of course it did. It was awesome for, for like a day. Yeah. It's yeah. organic yeah. material. It's like yeah. those charcoal and just... But like when I say Russian, like these yeah. dudes... Like, they're in a garage that fell over 25 years ago, and they kind of pushed the ceiling back up. And like, it's amazing. The, oh, I got stuck in a loop the other night for three hours just watching this guy make every part for a car out of wood. When I was, uh, we were doing the, uh, all the, the, when that Bajaj 150 was new, the four-stroke Bajaj was new, 2002, like, we wanted to make shit for it. Like, we, we were, everybody was in a hurry. We had this new product with this new toy, and there was a race to make shit for it. So after I got done, Designing and building the world's loudest performance 150 exhaust. cc exhaust, <laughs> which was just a hollow. The POC no. HMF back of the pack 2000. <laughs> 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 back, back, back. Yeah. Right, the migraine. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so after we got done making the the he's like the good news is you can't break it. It will never rust. It will never die. You can give it to your crank. The bad news is. <laughs> It will never rust. It will never die. <laughs> There's no excuse. You can't say this fell off my bike. Right. You can't say it got dented or broke. <laughs> we said from the day we started building that thing, we were like, look, this thing has a lifetime guarantee. And somebody, somebody tried to say that, like, oh, it fell apart. Like, the welds broke. And I was like, good. Then put it in a box, mail it to me. Right? Wasn't it just one piece of stainless? <laughs> no, it was. there was several welds involved, but it okay. was, it was ridiculous. Ridiculously overbuilt. And I mean, that's to the credit of HMF. They built that thing, and we have never had one break. Mm-hmm. Not one, ever. And it's rebuildable. It's, you can take the packing out, put mm-hmm. more packing in it. You can adjust how loud it is based on how much packing is in it. Everything between it's already too loud and the police are behind you now. <laughs> but there is no... The sound is out no, of one of those is just beautiful. It is the exact sound <laughs> out of, like we said, a completely illegal 500cc British motorcycle. A single cylinder 500cc yeah, British I'm motorcycle. I'm going to say it's like you had a generator and you just like the, the, oh, just the pipe viper. Pipe it it <laughs> vibrated <laughs> off and now you're coming straight out of the, the manifold. And the, first like, year, the first year after we made those, we were at the Las Vegas Scooter Rally. Oof. And there were five or six Bajajas there with my pipe on it. And you could hear them. <laughs> Literally on Fremont Street from the strip. <laughs> you know, like, you'd be like, oh, oh, oh yeah, it's Bajaj yeah, coming. Yeah. coming. Uh, 
And it did. It sounded like you were beating a pickle barrel. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good tone. But but yeah, but that kind of thing. While we were doing that, we were trying to figure out a way to take a real carburetor and put a real carburetor on it instead of that terrible side draft carburetor. Well, that's what I was going to say about the muffler yeah. is you're putting that muffler yeah. on a completely leaned out, restricted yes. motor that wants to backfire and pop yeah. and just sound. So we out. had figured out we had tons of P1 uh, Vespa P125 carburetors, Delorto 2020s. Mm-hmm. We had many of them because everybody took them off their bikes yeah. to put 2424s on. But the 2020 was way more volume than the Bajaj had. It was like a 25% improvement over what came stock on the Bajajes. So that would be an improvement, and there were tons of them around. So if you can figure out a way to put a 2020 carb onto a Bajaj, build a better you know, better build a better mousetrap, right? So I had to build an intake manifold. So because 3D printers didn't exist... Russian wood. I used wood. <laughs> and I did use wood. And I found a, a good hardwood, and I... Grinded and sculpted and did my shitty, shitty stuff. And I made a prototype intake manifold out of wood. And we did it, and it worked. And we put the 2020 carb onto it, and we ran it for weeks. And it worked fucking great. Because wood, well, it's not hot. I mean, it's not yeah. in a really super but hot But it's a good insulator, though, It's too. a great right. insulator. Yeah. And it held together. And It's got a little smush to it. So it we... did have a smush to yeah. it. We didn't need to make gaskets no for gaskets. it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Mm. And then eventually, after enough time, the gasoline going through it had really kind of swelled the wood yeah. up and fucked the wood up. But it got us through that awkward prototyping phase. You know? And it worked. And it was cool. And it was like, I was like pointing at the side of my leg. I'm like, the intake's made of wood! <laughs> like, like that, motherfucker! And that's true Indian technology. Mm. When you take a Bajaj... Bajaj. 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 <laughs> and when you've got a Bajaj with a wood intake manifold, you feel like you're part of the solution, not part of the problem. Yes. You just need like four other people to put on that bike. And, uh, and 18 months worth of groceries. The... Because <laughs> that's... And a that's flock how, of geese. That's how every Bajaj should ever be. Uh, oh, yeah. So, does anybody... Has anybody yet hit a fucking pothole? On their motorcycle. No, never. No, this year. This year, uh, no. This year. No, this year. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I've been really good at ducking them, but we've had a couple of customers come in here with some fucking horror stories about like, oh Bent rims and shit? Yeah, we haven't had an actual bent rim. Do you okay. have, we have any blowouts yet? No, actually, yeah. no actual blowouts. Yeah. The guy that was in here today looking at bikes, um, he owns like five cell phone stores, and it, uh, he's paid for two rims on his Mercedes <laughs> 550. Well, apparently it's an expensive. My car. buddy at work has an Audi with aftermarket rims. Yeah. He destroyed him five thousand dollars worth of damage to his car. Uh, whoa! I mean, not the, just the rims, like, yeah. like the whole front uh, suspension, and yeah. all kinds it's of. It's an Audi. Yeah, an A8. An A8. Mm. Oh fuck, he's fucked. Yeah. Oh, oh, they fixed it all. Oh, they did. It was an insurance claim. Oh what? Oh well, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the city of Cleveland didn't pony up for that. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. James is still like James is still licking his wounds from the time he was out riding a, a test ride bike in Lakewood, and his bike disappeared. There was just a thing on Facebook yeah. out at Sheffield, yeah, on I ninety East, yeah, and like the like right on the yellow line, the curb. But there was actually a sinkhole. Oh, really? Like it's a oh, pothole. But you look, and it's like whoop, it's like a part of the yellow line is gone. Really? But it's like ten oh. foot in there. If you God damn that fracking! Did yeah. you see? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody got a picture of that, and within a few hours, I saw somebody made a meme out of it. 
We'll put a little cone in the, and a sign in the thing yeah. that said Corvette Parking. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like their home. Uh, it? West Virginia? Uh, yeah. like Kentucky? Uh, <laughs> Kentucky. Where's your Corvette? Uh, down yeah. in the sink. <laughs> it's down there. Uh, they got a few of them back. The, uh, yeah, that's fucking horrible, yeah, that's man. Bad. That's terrible. Yeah, that's uh, that's as bad as that building in San Francisco. What do they call that? Tremors. <laughs> Kevin Baker's gonna come. Yeah. 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 Did you hear about that building in San Francisco? It's like it's one of the highest. It's it's all condos, and each condo is like three point five to five point five million dollars, yeah. and it's like all movie star whatever. And so this it was there, and you know it's selling well, and it's all beautiful inside. And a developer came and bought the land next to him mm-hmm. and decided to take the basement like an extra so many floors down or whatever. And because of that, it upset the water table. Oh, and now geez. that building is tipped three degrees this way. So Get you have, the fuck out you of have here. You have 3.5 to $5 million things where people, you can look on YouTube and see the videos where it's like, you don't see who it is because it's actually somebody that you'd know. Right. And they have a marble, and they're like, this is my living room. And they put the marble on the floor, and it goes, <laughs> and just takes off down. So now nobody's going to buy it. No, no. They're, they're suing the building owner and the guy that did, you know, externally, and they can't do anything. So these people have $5 million condos that are basically worthless, and they're scared to live in. Because the, the, the material's cracking on the Pete's side of the building. Pete's got an $80,000 house. It's the same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, that's, not, that's not kidding. The, I've been in there. Pete, if you drop a bowling ball at the back door of your house, how fast will it be going by the time it gets to the front door? Well, you'd have to start at the front door, actually. Oh, that's true. That's right. That's the other way around. It'd yeah. have a head of steam up, though. Would it sure. be able to open the back door without any assistance? Yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> I guarantee it. If you drop a 10-pound bowling ball at the front door of his house, yeah. the, the drop is so insane that, that it will open the back door. Wow. You'll have a cat door. <laughs> by the time it gets to the other door. I was impressed by how the drop in that house. Like, if you were a drinker, I would just oh. put my bed by the back door. <laughs> you just end up as soon there as you get to the front door, you're on a final approach. You're clear for landing. <laughs> no I don't care how do. fucked up you are, man. You're, you're in, man. Flaps are down. <laughs> you're coming right in, man. Oh. Or it'd be like a thing. If somebody's breaking into the house and like, blah, 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 just do the old like Wile E. Coyote routine. Open the back open door. Yeah. Run over the back door. Right through. <laughs> Yeah. Have you have you been able to sell the house yet? No, no, I'm still uh it's oh, yeah. Uh, no, you need to find somebody. No, if you who... keep telling that story, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <Yeah. laughs> no, Steve has a unique opportunity for the balance impaired. <laughs> if somebody who does not have an inner ear. Yeah. Or if, or if you have somebody who's got one leg shorter than the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well there's the guy with the wheelchair, that didn't work out too. The wheelchair would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there handrails all through this house? Well, and skid marks. It's a bit of a tricky one. <laughs> I was watching a video, like it must have been in China or something yeah. like that, and it was like an umpteen, like this this person, the construction worker. It's all scaffolded up this building. Yeah, he's got to be on like the thirtieth floor. Yeah, but he's working on a concrete pillar, and it's like and it's just crumbling away as yeah. though it was cast in mud. Yeah, and then like pokes his fucking tool the whole way through it, and you're looking down thirty floors. Yeah, that were cast in fucking the most cheapest cement, like mostly ineffective mud, concrete. Ineffective concrete. Ineffective like, concrete. Like you just have bad to mix. Like I would be like, oh yeah. fuck, I'm getting yeah. the fuck bad out mix. of here. The whole I'm, building's made of this. I'm done with. I'm and I'm here. lashed to the building. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. With, with bamboo scaffolding. <laughs> with bamboo scaffolding. No, the bamboo scaffolding is a better deal than the building. Oh, that was probably holding yeah, the building up. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> and he, you know, you're tasked with fixing up this building, and you're just like chipping away at all the loose. Oh, let's make and that up to code. It's all loose. Oh, it's, it's just that's fucking a bad shit. scene. That is an absolutely bad scene. The uh, 
Does anybody else get anything else? Trying? I, I, had, I almost sold your bike yesterday. Nice. Yeah, it was a fucking close call, too. Guy came in, fooled the shit out of me. Like, knew what a Superhawk was and everything. Like, <laughs> totally fucking bastard fooled me. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, oh, it's a Superhawk. I was like, well, there's two. There's a black one, there's a blue one. You can take your pick. And I like the black one. It's got the European flat cafe eraser handlebars on it. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. Type one bars. But right. And then, and Thank then, you. Type one bars, yes. And then, exactly. his, uh, then his pistol fell out of his pocket. No. His, <laughs> no. No, then I realized he was just another 70-year-old man who didn't have anywhere better to be. Um, no. Yeah. You got no. any coffee? Didn't have yeah. anywhere better to be on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently had dreams of having long, slow, meaningful conversations with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that sounds oh. pretty sexy. Don't and they all <laughs> think it is, man. They all think we had a person stand here today, leaned on his cane for at least <laughs> 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> right, and didn't say a word and was just like stuck, perched, just perched on that cane, just perched on that cane, and I was like, was How he we- wearing leader hosen? Well, <laughs> not but, today, not. To, but okay, but he was perched on that cane so hard that I was fucked up because I had. I had extend. I had totally used up all of my good fake phone call script, <laughs> and I was going to have to pull the phone down from my ear for the conversation I wasn't having. Right. And my ear was getting hot and starting to sweat, <laughs> and I had other things I had to do. But I knew the second I took that ear away from my my phone away from that ear, you're that a hostage. son of a bitch was going to hold me hostage. <laughs> you're a hostage. Oh, fucking hostage takers, man! Hostage takers and space invaders. They're fucking bastards. <laughs> and, yeah, but he was there for, like, a good 10, 16 minutes. And all he was was, like, literally, he was on my nine, like, at a range of 1.2 meters Jeez. and would not break free. Like, he was stuck in my tractor beam. What'd he buy? Oh, you know what he bought? Not a goddamn <laughs> thing. Squatouche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, but I mean, I, I digress. That's just the story of every motorcycle shop on the planet. The, uh. It's a, it's different in here, and now we're getting a little bit more weird inventory and got some more creative stuff in here. We are getting a different customer. Creative sounds like a creative way to say creative. Well, you know what? It's when it was just all brand new Motaguzis. <laughs> it was the same song every day. The same song was every day. It's like I really like this. I really want to have one of these, but I don't have the money. Right. Yeah. And I'm only here to get information so I can go out and hunt for one in the used market. Right. That's all it was. You know, it was the same game. It was just like, I want to know everything about it. I want to have as much of your years of experience and knowledge as I can steal so I can go out and make a slightly more informed decision when I buy one on Craigslist. Right. Right. So. Yeah. And now? Now what are you seeing now? What I'm seeing now is I'm seeing a, a lot of people that come in that have an actual, a little more knowledge, a little more history, a little more kind of like, oh, you know, I had one of those and I had one of those, but this is what I'm interested in now. And that's kind of cool. One of the things I see is a very happy Moto Guzzi rider. Yeah. Like every morning when I'm going to work, this dude's firing. He's a. I hear him. I'm like, what's that? Oh, oh, it's that Moto Guzzi. It's that Guzzi again. Getting on the highway. Like somebody is out there enjoying the shit out of a a Moto Guzzi stone. It was like the flat black. We sold a ton of them. He's he's loving it. Yeah, we sold an absolute ton of them. And right now, if you're interested in a Moto Guzzi, (laughs) one for 20 whole American dollars. Or one beaver pill. <laughs> Just one. For 20 whole American dollars, you can buy a raffle ticket that will give you the ability to be one of 500 unique investors in our podcast. <laughs> Patreon? Fuck you. 
Uh, <laughs> no, man, you can actually get something for your $20, and that is that somebody is going to get to bask in the glory. Well, 499 people are going to get to bask in the glory of one lucky fucker that won a goddamn Moto Guzzi. <laughs> So, so yeah. what are you going to draw the ticket? Okay, so we're going to draw the ticket at AMA Vintage Days. And uh, we're going to... When is that? The, the July 8th. 8th, right? Yeah, July 8th will be the terminus, I believe. I believe the AMA Vintage Days runs 6th, the 7th, and the 8th. At AMA Vintage Days mm-hmm. is at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course in Lexington, Ohio. I AKA challenge you to find a female to draw that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Can we dress as a female? Because uh, I think that what we might do is, in the interest of fun, we may draw the ticket at 12.01, hours on Sunday. And the idea behind that will be, we'll all have a good head of steam going. And I'm certain that all the tickets will be sold by then. And uh, that we will then have the maximum amount of time to connect with the winner so that maybe they can take it home from Mid-Ohio, is, and I won't have to. And we are taking the bike to Mid-Ohio. Yes, the bike will be at Mid-Ohio. Which is a great Ridden by yours truly. People will Wearing be... Wearing a t-shirt. From all over the country. Saying you can buy a ticket from me. Yeah. You would be stupid not to... Right. right. Yeah. Take advantage. Yeah, we will have it at Mid-Ohio. So the bike will be there. The bike will be present. You do not need to be present to win, not by a long shot. You simply have to reach out to us at uh, PayPal. Uh, that's uh, www.paypal.com. And send $20... In the form of a, not a payment. You're not buying goods and services. You're sending it as a, a friends and family. Friendly You're sending gesture. it. A, yeah. what, what's that? A friendly gesture. A friendly gesture. <laughs> a friendly gesture in the alley behind the shop. The, uh, You're juicing Uncle Phil. Right, exactly. $20. You're going to send us $20 to, and you're going to send it to clevelandmoto at gmail.com. But wait, didn't we hear that before earlier? We did. It's the same goddamn email address. So go to paypal.com, send 20 bucks to clevelandmoto at gmail.com. Hey, Phil, I'm a listener from Texas, and I just won this bike. Are you going to ship it down to me? God fucking damn, I'm not going to ship it down. <laughs> you just won a motorcycle, you lucky fucker. Shut the fuck up. All right. Count your blessings. But you can fly to Cleveland Hopkins Airport. Right home. There's a good possibility you might be able to talk us to pick you up and bring you to the oh, shop. Oh, yeah, we'll bring you to the shop. We'll pick you up at the shop, get you over here, ride the bike home. I've but done you'd want to come in time. before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a really good possibility. <laughs> if you want to come here and be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you lucky Fuck. fucker. Yeah. We're all going to rub your head for luck. There's yeah. no charge for that admittance. <laughs> we'll abuse you for hours. Well, we will abuse you for hours. Yeah, that's <laughs> Just exactly bring a right. bottle of something. I'll say bring yeah. alcohol. Yeah. 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 You winner. Yeah. You lucky winner. <laughs> We yeah. might even take you over to Schmedley's. We would love to celebrate with you. Oh. Yeah, exactly. If we do it right, you might crash the bike on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can charge you to fix it. <laughs> the, uh, it's a win-win situation. It is a win-win yeah. situation. So, yeah, that's the game. And just so you know, I mean, there's 500 tickets being sold. It's 20 bucks a piece. The money goes directly to buying pizza and beer and stupid shit that we do here. Um, it goes to offset the cost of doing this. You know, we do pay some money for this stuff. And, you know, that's what happens. The, you uh, pay for the bike too. So it's well, the like, bike is the bike is the lion's share of it. You know, so, so we're you not know, I'm keeping, not cheap. Yeah, we're not keeping yeah. ten thousand dollars. This isn't like, hey, we're getting ten thousand dollars. The bike cost me, you know, over seven grand, so eight grand actually. And it's not stock. Yeah, no, it's, it's say, a long you way. You have a lot of cool stuff strapped yeah. onto. Yeah. There's a whole lot of what we like to call Italian chrome on that bike. So that's not uh, an aero exhaust. That's a no. That's an Agostini. Ooh. Yeah, and I met the guy who built it, so uh, it's pretty cool. 
the uh, is his name Agustin? No, no, he's uh, <laughs> well, he's really old. Right? Yeah, it's Fred. Yeah, no, but they've got a they got a cool little shop, and if you get a chance, it wouldn't blow up. Uh-oh. If it's you're uh, if you're over there, it's a langostino. It's, it's a langostino made, made from a large shrimp. It's it's a shrimp. Shrimp. Yeah, to it. <laughs> That's it. Don't call it a lobster. I've been here for years. It's Don't call it a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, but yeah, it's got the Agostini exhaust. It's got the bash plate on the oil pan. It's got mm-hmm. a little grate, a little uh, barbecue grill on the headlight assembly. Uh, it's got the uh, the aluminium, as Emma would say, uh, <laughs> aluminium number plate on the front and the sides. If you it's win and you're at Red Ohio, yeah. you can stomp that fucker around all day oh, on yeah. Sunday. Well, it's gonna. I assure you that when you get that bike on Sunday, it will be dirty. I guarantee it. There will be blood. Well, there may be blood. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I, I've made only one thing, and that is I will not participate in the barrel races on is that, that bike. Ooh, it has a rack on it. It's got a barbecue rack in the back. We it's can, got a sport rack. What we can pull stuff with. Oh, we can pull stuff. Oh. That can pull a... Oh, that can pull, <laughs> that can pull, that can pull one of Liza's uh, crate snowboard. Snowboard. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Those are fun. <laughs> idiot chair, whatever. <laughs> idiot chair, whatever you're going to call that damn thing. Milk crate races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can pull one of those. No problems. But yeah, and it's got the torque of a V-twin, so it'll do it with grace and dignity. Yeah, anybody else got anything cool this week? Anybody have any like awesome discoveries or find some cool shit just randomly around and want to tell people about it on planet Earth? Yeah, There's a little cool. event going on tomorrow. It's not of any use to our podcast listeners, but uh, the whole... Uh, Synchro to Mayonnaise? Well, that, but I think that uh, <laughs> through the Annalise of the world, uh, the... Annalise? <laughs> Astroglide? <laughs> <laughs> the Women in Motorcycles photo exhibit at Rock and Roll Holiday Davidson and then after party at Skidmark Garage. Oh, really? I Interesting. I think it's, it's huh. happening tomorrow. The Women in Motorcycles. So it's a some broad oh. chick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, classy. I'm sure she'll appreciate that. It's, it's a motorcycle photographer and it does, you know, does all the stuff. And every once in a while. It's not probably going to be the type of pictures we want to see, but... Is she going to be up on stage, opening up her cock holster, telling us all about what's going on? <laughs> I hope so. Okay. All right. <laughs> Check it out. So you probably want to skip the whole exhibit at Rock and Roll Harley-Davidson. Yeah. But maybe you want to check out the I might party. want to go to the exhibit at the Rock and Roll Harley-Davidson. I like watching I like watching the folks at Rock and Roll Harley-Davidson trying to hide the streets. The Street 750s mm-hmm. and Street 500. Yeah, it's like an Easter egg hunt. If you go to the local <laughs> Harley-Davidson dealership, and you can like go with your buddy and say, all right. First person to find the Street 500 and the Street 750s wins. <laughs> right? And that's one way you can play the game. Because usually, if you're smart, you just run to the furthest the back, back corner of the dealership. You just run way to the back. And, you know, they're hard to find because they're flat black. Right. So they blend in with all the leather jackets and, you know, chaps and shit. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They, uh, they can hide them right in there. You barely know they're there. Usually cover them with a bunch of discount items. But yeah, it's really fun to play like the, the Where's the Hummer of 2018. Can't think of really... any other motorcycle events in May. Um, going into June yeah. would be the Lake Erie Loop. Yeah, yeah Lake Erie Loop. I mean, hey, that's still a thing, you know. That's still uh, live. That's still a thing. If you want to, if you want to find out if you can drive your sub 200 cc motorcycle around Lake Erie, 650 miles? miles, 650 miles. And actually, you get to pick your own route. So it could be more, it could be less. Hmm. If you think you can drive your 200cc or smaller motorcycle or scooter around Lake Erie faster than other people. Hmm. I can tell you you're almost guaranteed a trophy. Right. Absolutely. And you may or may not get a prize money that you may or may not keep. Or you may or may not be 
you know, return to the charity. The uh, But what we can tell you for sure is it is a long mm-hmm. time on a bike under 200 cc's. Yeah. Uh, you know, John's 10 hours, 20-some minutes, 10 hours uh, something, yeah. More like 11. I think my best time was 11-something. Oh, maybe I got a 10-something. No, something. you were 10-something because I was 10-40-something. Okay. I came in after you. You were God, I'm You were at least fast. 20 minutes ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I beat you. You did beat me. You <laughs> beat me bad. <laughs> you beat me. There was exactly nobody between you and the, me. The one time you didn't cheat. Yeah. You got <laughs> fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's the thing. People can do that. So if nobody's else got anything else going on, I think that's it. I, mean, I think that feels like a podcast. That's, that's mm-hmm. right. What's the time? One hour, 51 minutes, folks. You see, they're going almost two hours. Well, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. We decided two hours was a better blend. Mm-hmm. This one kind of petered out at the end, but we'll, we'll finish stronger next time. So, <laughs> and with that, remember, everybody, ride fast and take chances. Play us out. Bum 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 b